This week in Nintendo Main, I get to blow up demons on the go. And we have an interview with Squid West admin and competitive gamer, Fuchsia Rascal. I'm finally expanding that memory. I want to try real-life Rocket League. Dangerous. Nintendo Main, episode 96. We are your hosts. I'm Trey Doomguy Johnson, and with me are my two co-hosts. I'm Jeremy, stuck on the ceiling, Mikowski. I'm John, skeptical about the Mario movie knitter. Well, I mean, it's not like they've ever made a bad Mario movie before, right? Well, no. I mean, you should be uh, yeah, <laughs> you, sh- you should be completely confident in everything that they do, as far as movies go, you know, because that age was fantastic. Live action stuff has been wonderful. Yeah. All of it. <laughs> All of it, especially the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. So yeah, uh, we are we're we're here to bring you our 96th episode. Don't forget that we have uh, that we're still planning on doing a live episode at episode 100. So you know, mark your calendars and all that shit. December 15th, right? That's right. Open up that Google Calendar app. Yeah, get that Google Calendar app going. We also have an interview at the end that we'll that we'll get to, which is pretty cool. But uh, let's start off our show like we normally do and talk about the money that we spent this week on games. What did you guys get? I got. Octodad, Deadliest Catch. Oh, God, you got that game. <laughs> I bought it, yeah. Jeremy played Octodad for the longest time. So Jeremy got that game. Let us so out on the Switch. You guys got to talk about your remorse of, or whatever of buying it. No, no, I have no remorse. It's a lot of fun. It's, you know, so far I'm like two hours into it. It seems like a game that's going to be kind of short but sweet, and I'm really enjoying it. It's, um, in case you don't know about Octodad, so the premise is you are a totally normal suburban dad the totally normal suburban family <laughs> and you just happen to be having a deep dark secret which is that you are actually an octopus yeah <laughs> and so you spend the game trying to hide your secret from everyone in the world including your family and uh, the game relies on its awkward control scheme so the controls in the game are appropriately wonky like you're gonna use the l and r buttons to walk like each each button is a limb basically right so you're going LR, LR to walk, and then you have the sticks that control your arms. And the more that you screw up, the more eyes you have on you, the more suspicion that you get that you are actually an octopus. So it's really funny. I, I really enjoy the game a lot. Oh, so you have to try to be like a regular person. Like all I've seen of footage yep. of it is you just like falling all over the place, being a ridiculous yeah. octopus in yeah, a that's, suit. That's entirely <laughs> where the enjoyment comes in, is the physical comedy. Um do it's a really have... charming game. I'd compare it to something like, uh, you know, a little bit like Katamari Damacy, just in the wackiness. Yeah. Um, its sense of humor is, is really where it shines. Probably doesn't. Some people compared it to the old internet game Quop. Yeah, kind of like that, except for with those, with, with that, a little bit. Yeah. With, with that, like the, what, what's funny is how hard it is versus with Octodad. It's more funny because you just, get to watch him screw up you have all the characters commenting like the wife at the beginning of the game she starts recalling all these instances of like you know why are you so afraid to go to the aquarium all the time or you know one of them was like remember the time you got your arms tied up and like your arm got cut off but it grew back 
like the next day. Wow, that was so weird. Like so these off color comments like that. That's where it really comes through is in the humor. That's what I like so much about this game. Oh right, when you're actually at the aquarium, like you have to avoid the people that work there because they'll recognize you as. Right. There's posters all over the aquarium that say our marine biologists are the best because they know a fish when they see one. Uh So, yeah. Yeah. But they can't figure it out that you're a dadliest catch. You're not an octodad. You're the dadliest catch. Yes. Do you like, um, you have to, how do you control the dad? Like, is it, do you have to like control all the, all your like tentacles at the same time? Is that like what the difficulty is or what? You do. And oddly enough, when you get going, it feels appropriate. You're not like wondering what button should I press next? It feels intuitive after a while. You're going LR, LR, LR to walk around. And with the sticks, you're controlling the arms. So like the right stick will raise and lower the arm and the left stick if i'm recalling correctly like reaches the arm forward or backward yeah and you have um uh, one of the other buttons will like grab an object uh, you get into a groove with it after about five or ten minutes but it's supposed to feel like really goofy right like you kind of yeah, have, don't really have control goofy, over really yourself loose. yeah yeah it's a lot of fun I, I love it i sort of would have compared snake pass to it in some ways yeah i haven't played snake pass but i from what i've heard it sounds about comparable yeah it sounds comparable where it's got a unique control scheme, but it makes sense for what the object is that you're controlling. Right, for right. sure. Yeah. Snake Pass was just, yeah, it's just <laughs> the control was so difficult in that, though, where it's just like you fall off a cliff and you can't grab anything because you're a snake. I guess maybe Octodad. I mean, well, Octodad has more But there's more, like more a appendages. rise and a fall and then like a coil and then you hold your coil and then you can reposition yourself. Like mm. It's got a sort of feel like Octodad does. Where it's almost like in a way, like I would almost compare it to like a mech game where you're controlling the legs. And yeah, kind of. It just adds an extra layer of uh, control, but that makes it a lot more complex as a result. Yeah, it looks silly. I don't know. I'm kind. I was kind of on a budget this week, so I, I couldn't. They're just when you're not on a budget, pick it up. I think it's worth fifteen bucks. Yeah, it's fifteen, right? Yeah, it's, a, it's worth fifteen. Yeah. Then that came out this week, right? There's like so much shit that came out this week, and there's like so much stuff. It's been out for I a couple days, get. but this has been a big week. Yeah, it's been a big week. Like I, I really want to get that Lego Marvel Superheroes two game. I hear it's awesome. Like that was a simultaneous release across all systems, which is great. You know, uh-huh. and I, I really loved Lego Superheroes one, which I played on PlayStation three when it came out a long time ago, and uh, I. You know, I love the open world stuff for that, and I and and there is a huge open world. And apparently, from what I've seen, it's just a bunch of stuff stuck together. Like it's all in the story, to where like you'll be in New York at one point, and then you'll be in like Kunlun or whatever, wherever the fuck Iron Fist goes to, or you'll go to like the astral plane and stuff like that. And you can go from all these different places, but they're all like connected in a giant open world thing. And that's kind of what I like doing in those, just because I want to fly around. And you know, there's a lot of characters that could fly around, and you can like web around with Spider Man and all that, and that's always fun. So. I want to get into it, but it's sixty bucks, and I just played sixty bucks last week for Doom. So I know that's so. I mean, it makes sense since it's simultaneous across all platforms. You're yeah, getting but it. I didn't know it was so soon, but I really want to get it. You know, maybe whenever I get paid for some shit, I'll get it. But I, I really was looking into it; and it looks really, really cool. You know, and then, then of course there was another game that you guys got as well. Yeah. Of course, some, some little small game that I've never heard of that uh, came out. I don't think anybody ever played it ever. Um, yeah, uh, it's something Cat Quest, right? Field, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, what was the other game that you got? We got Rocket League. Yeah, you're part of the league. Um, yeah, part I didn't. Of the league, yeah, yeah. I ended up, I ended up not getting it just because uh, budget's kind of tight, and and I opted to actually buy another game that was completely different from that. I went to, I bought Mario Party the Top 100 instead. <laughs> which How much is, is that game? Is it was forty actually? 
but I really, really want to. You could have bought Rocket League twice. I could have, but I, but I don't, I, but I don't know. Rocket League doesn't seem as appealing to me as as Mario Party does, so that's why. Well, apples and oranges, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, should we jump right into trying to convince you to get Rocket League? Well, I was going to say what I, the, what I did, but I oh. wasn't gaming related. We can do but it. It is gaming related. We can do more buy it if we bought stuff and do. We can take a sure. break and yep. get into Doom and Rocket League because I want to try to convince you guys to get Doom in case you because I okay, haven't sure. gotten it yet. But I consider that a disservice to yourself and to the world in general for not getting that game because it's a beautiful game. But I'd like to get on my high horse about that game for a minute. You could <laughs> but, call the episode Doom versus Rocket or something. Like that. We could. Well, there are rockets in Doom though, so you know that's uh, they both they both got it. Got going on. Got a rocket launcher. Rocket cars and rocket launchers. So what, is that all that you got for this week, John, for your games? That's what I got, yep. Okay, Jeremy? Uh, I did buy Rocket League as well, but I also bought, I finally got a capture card for my computer, so I'm excited about that. That hasn't arrived yet, but I'm finally going to try to uh, stream some Switch games, which should be cool. And uh, I got a memory card for my Wii, or not my Wii U, for my Switch, because I keep having to delete shit every time I download some. Welcome to the world of memory cards. Have you tried it? Yeah. Have, you haven't gotten it, though, right? Yet, no, I, I get it tomorrow, or today, technically. But Uh-oh. it's a 128, so... It's not huge, but it is five times what I had before. Yeah, it, it, that should last you for a while. I mean, I'm sure you won't be downloading like 20 gig games like every week or something like that. I just want a bunch of copies of L.A. Noir. Yeah, I mean, if you did do that, then you can only get like five copies of it probably. Which that game's that game's out too. But we'll we'll talk about all the releases in our new segment, I guess. So yeah, you'll have the Elgato. You'll be able to use it for our Twitch channel, Twitch.tv/slash Nintendo Main. We'll try to figure yeah, I'm out. excited. Even just not even just for streaming, but just to capture. Yeah, and you can capture HD stuff, which is always fun. Good shit. Is that all? Is that all that you got? Yeah, that was it. It was kind of a kind of expensive, but I've been planning on buying it for a while, so I saved up. Oh, okay. Well, you guys heard mine. Then my purchase was a Mario Party Top 100, which uh, I really enjoyed. It's a uh, Jess and I have been playing it a uh, like single cart, you know, because she has a 3DS, and I would have never gotten it if it wasn't. Um, you know, she wasn't going to play it with me because, you know, every Mario Party only is only really as strong as, uh, you know, the multiplayer that you do on it. So, so that's been fun. But it has, I feel like it's like a step in the right direction. It's probably the best handheld Mario Party that I've played, as I'd say. Like, it's definitely, it's not a bad game. I'd probably give it like a 7-something out of 10, I think. I think it's a step in the right direction, but they could have done more with it. Like, there's only really one board for the main, for like the main mode, which mm-hmm. sucks, but it is, there's some interesting ideas of it. You all like go at the same time now, and the, the game's a little fast-paced. Instead of like having a game every turn, now you like go through these um, coin bubbles, and if you go through a coin bubble, it'll go to a, go to a game that you have to play to get those coins, that type of thing. So you can kind of gauge like when you... When you play games, but uh, we definitely enjoyed it. Well, one really cool mode on it that's a side thing, but it's called uh, Decathlon, and you basically play through games that have, like, top scores, and you basically play for top scores. So, like, you can go through the whole game and never win a single game and still, un- and still end up winning, which I think is pretty cool. Like, that's an interesting thing that I've never really seen in a Mario Party before. And it basically, it gauges on, like, how much, you know, how like, how we, where your score is. So you can get second place for the whole thing and still end up winning, you know. So it's cool. It doesn't it doesn't gauge whether you won or not. So I had a lot of we had we had a lot of fun with that, like playing that one too. So the focus on uh, with the top one hundred is on the classic mini games coming back. So I'm wondering about the boards. Are the boards brand new or are the boards classic 
boards that have come back too. No, there are no classic boards, which is a kind of a missed opportunity. They should have done that. But basically, what it is is there's only there's only one main board for the uh, for the party mode, and uh, you basically when the game starts, you only get about half the games unlocked. And you kind of have to unlock them as you play the game. There's a decent single player mode where you basically play through all of the mini games. And every time you lose, you lose a life and you can like collect coins and gain more lives and stuff like that. And it kind of moves on like a Mario map fashion, you know, where you're like one, 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 two, you know, and you'll go from like one each, each game. And then you'll fight a boss of sorts at the end of everything, you know, where you'll either go up against like Donkey Kong or Bowser or like, you know, any sort of like specific like dual game that was from one of the older games, which is pretty rad. So it has a, it has a decent single player on there which i thought was pretty cool but uh yeah it's the, that's the one gripe i would say is that i, I mean i feel like there, there's some things that they're doing well but i feel I still feel like you should still have the option to play mario party the way it always was and uh, I was reading reviews about this before I got it, and there was one guy that said, uh, and and he's totally right. He basically said that Mario Party is in the same camp as Paper Mario, where like even though the fans keep asking for Nintendo to do different things, do something else with it, or come back to the roots on it, they still mm-hmm. continue to ignore everyone and do their own thing. Unfortunately, so <laughs> which I totally agree with, you know, because Paper Mario, everybody wants it to go back to the classic RPG like story driven. You know, level up system and all that, and they won't do that. They consider they consider on with like Sticker Star and shit like that, and that's kind of how Mario Party is, where most people want want them to just go back to the regular Mario Party, like stop trying to switch it up. Like why can't why can't we just go back to just regular boards and just alternating and whatever? So it's kind of in the same situation, but I think this is a fun version of it, and I've been enjoying it so far. I really it makes me excited to see a Switch version of Mario Party. Of course, like everybody's like, why isn't it on Switch? I think it's not on Switch because they probably started developing development for it a long time ago, which you know most of these yep. games are. And Did uh, you say you thought it was the best of the portable that you've played. Yeah, it's the best Mario. It's the best portable Mario Party I've played for sure. I haven't played all of them. I don't think I played the DS one, but it is the one that I like the most that I played. I played a Island Tour, the 3DS one, and I played a Mario Party Advance. I think that was it. Because I got one of them, I got for free from uh, Club Nintendo when it closed. So I got a. I think that was Island Tour. Whatever the last 3DS one was, I got that one for free. And that one was okay, but it wasn't single. Like, the main thing for me was a single card multiplayer, which I don't think they've ever done that before in the other ones. So, really, really helps because then you can just play whenever. And it would work really well. Like, we didn't, you know, none of it dropped. Like, it communicated really well. Like, we were just sitting on a couch, you know, and it was there, you know, we were able to go through a whole game without. I was, I was afraid that it was going to, like, disconnect like in the middle of the game and that would really piss me off but no it was we had no problem with it and we played a bunch of different games and it just stayed strong the connection did so played well but I'd, i'm really interested to see what they do on the switch if, if they i'm sure they will eventually but if nintendo's probably not listening to this but if they were online mode man that's that's all i'm asking for give mm-hmm. me some fucking online get i want a mario party game with online and voice chat is what i want how great would make, it be that to that you could sit down and have a couple of beers, sit down with your friend, like, in another state, play some Mario Party, like, just chill out and, you know, there won't be a time limit on the game because you'll both be playing. Yeah, I mean, it's a, I mean, there's, I know there's a lot of, I know there, there's a cult following for Mario Party out there. I've seen it on the internet. And just imagine if we had an internet thing where we could get, where we could just play. We could all just get on, get four people together. It'd be cool if they incorporated into their internet app, you know, and you could, like, voice chat. And that's all I want, man. That's what I want from Mario Party. <laughs> it's like make it, make it, in, make it online, so we can play it from across the world. And I was, I was always trying to think of excuses about why they wouldn't do it. I was like, well, maybe it's too long, maybe it's whatever. And I'm like, none of that really 
applies anymore. Like it's you. It doesn't matter how. Like the internet is a different world. You can totally do a Mario Party online now. Stop making I don't know, excuses. I guess like maybe work. the fear of people dropping out of games. Just replace them still with turn the, it into a bot. Yeah, just replace them with CPU. I mean, you could do that on the 64 one. I mean, it wasn't online, yeah. but you could, if you could ease, you could drop out, drop in, drop out, and just turn it into. It a could computer even player. be an option to like get more experience if you like jump in where people have dropped out and cover their character. Like they could incorporate that into the online system. Well, they could do that. Yeah, they could do that for matchmaking, where they would let you like pop in for a bot. Like if it's a, uh, you know, if there's one that doesn't have all people, it could be like, do you want to get into this match that's already going on? And like you'll be in this, you're in this turn or whatever. That'd be interesting. I would do that. Like just give you the option, to be like, hey, do you want to start a new map or do you want to just jump in on a bot if it's available? You know, then make it matchmaking a little bit quicker. But I really hope they get on that. That'd be a cool thing. It'd be nice to to do that. But who knows? You know, I mean. Uh, I have now a lot. Me versus gone. I mean, all the focus is on one online component, right? Yeah, I do. I do miss. I miss the Me verse still. It's I was. Gone. I thought about it like right when I got. I was like. I was like, oh man, this part's cool. I should. I'm like, oh no, I can't. <laughs> I was because you know I've been like taking pictures of stuff on the Switch, and I'm like, oh, I should take a picture of this. I'm like, oh no, I can't, and I can't plan to post on Me verse. So, which you could still do on 3ds until last yeah. week. I'll just have to. I'll just have to remember it in my mind and not yeah, in the me verse world. You can't screenshot 3ds anymore. Yeah, so it's a shame, but it's it's totally worth it for someone who's a veteran of Mario Party like myself. I mean, it's has games in there from Mario Party one to you know one through ten, so they're all in there. And if you're a big fan of the series as a whole, I think it's worth checking out. So what is that? A quarter a game? No, wait, no, less than that, or more than that? Well, ten. Forty dollars for a hundred games? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the math on that. <laughs> it's less. It's definitely less than fifty cents a game. I think, but yeah, that was that was my big purchase. I went for that over uh, Rocket League, but we'll get into we'll get into like Doom and Rocket League. That'll be that'll be our topic. Rockets first, rockets, I guess. But let's uh, let's talk about news then, right? If if you guys yeah. are done with what you bought for the week, so uh, one thing I really want to talk about it's uh, not super video game related, but it is video game related. Um, I just want to talk about like the whole fiasco at IGN. If you guys have been following that, uh, Kelly Plaguey, who was on the Nintendo voice chat a few times, and uh, she actually became uh, pretty much became famous for uh, rating the um, Alpha Sapphire Omega Ruby games and saying uh, too much water in her review. I remember that became a big uh, <laughs> a big thing of her. I guess it made her famous on the internet. Mm-hmm. But uh, but well, she had an anime show as well, and like you know did a bunch of other stuff. I thought she was really cool, and I was really bummed that I heard when I heard that she uh, was harassed on IGN and all that, and I kind of like. Uh, Kind of broke my heart because I always grew up with the IGN and I don't know. I understand harassment happens everywhere and I do think they handled it well, I guess, for the most part. But it's, it, it just kind of took me, took me back, I guess, from like or where I was like, oh shit, like, uh, I guess it happens everywhere. And I always expected them being a dot com company that they'd be above that. But right. anyway, we sent out, news, yeah. The news kind of broke when, uh, I think it was Alana Pierce tweeted out that, hey, nobody's working at IGN today until yeah, t- IGN makes a statement. Yeah, they went on strike, uh, so they didn't, and they yeah. did not do their, they did not do their daily show. They didn't do the fix, and I don't think they recorded other stuff. So that was that was really cool. Like I, I liked that people like came together for her and all that. Who would you yeah, know? And, and, was, and that was just after the, a few hours that they had the statement out. So and she had just dropped it on Twitter and like yeah. just said like what was going on, and it, it was cool that they had followed her. And they're like, oh shit, listen, you know, we got to figure this out. And from what I heard, the HR people, I guess, that were involved were, were dropped. From from what I understanding is basically like she was you know hardcore creeped on by uh by Vince Ingenito and uh, they basically HR basically told her to like kind of silence her on that which is shitty you know and it sucks that stuff happens like that. I but think I it guess, was her and another employee. I think there were two employees. Right. Yeah, I two. thought I don't know, but I, th- I thought I thought maybe it was Miranda because a lot of them were 
together a lot, but I don't know if she actually unveiled who it was because she said she's still working there, whoever it is. And she did say that it wasn't, it was, it basically resulted in her and she did end up quitting, quitting IGN and going somewhere else. And I think that was a part of it. It was a big part of it. But yeah, that's, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, our, our, you know, our hearts go out to you, Gally, and, uh, and I'm glad that, uh, IGN put their foot down on that. The workers did. That's, that's, uh, cool that they support her and all this. Yeah, especially so. since, yeah, IGN's like, I mean, it's a big ass corporation really when you know, right. down to it and it's got it's like hands in a lot of honey jar i don't know like the proper way to i don't know it's got it's all over the place it isn't focused on one thing in particular so, you know this is this is from the highest echelons where they were like uh you can't talk about this yeah so i don't think it was like you know the nintendo people specifically you know like we really careful we distinguish that sort of thing they yeah. did say in their statement that the HR person who uh, I guess swept it under the rug no longer works there. So yeah, uh, well, I thought that for making that choice. Yeah, I thought that they pretty much got fired on the spot there because they were because yeah. uh, people were not willing to work, and that's you know they don't really have much from that. But that's good, you know, because they got something. This is you know they got something accomplished there. But I hope that this isn't something that will happen in the future. And I did read their statement where they said like you know basically like we fucked up and we should never handled it that way, and the person who did that is gone and all that. So right. they're trying their best to. Um, Come out, you know, looking. I guess uh, not getting completely drugged through the mud and all that. So, but yeah, our, our hearts go out to go out to Cali and all that. And I and it's a, it's a shame that that has to happen in the editorial world and all that. But it's always sad to hear that. But um, but at the same time, I'm glad that people have her back and they were able to you know to get shit done and all that. So so I guess there's both sides to it. Do you guys want to talk about the Mario movie now? <laughs> <laughs> on that note, and on that, now that we like, it, we, get, we get super, here's, we get here's, super here's serious. Here's get super segue. serious on Nintendo. Man, I hope and that the Mario like, movie is not about Princess Peach being kidnapped again. Yeah. Well. Okay. Good. So apparently, yeah. Nintendo has made a deal with the guys who did who brought forth those horrible minions and all that. Right. Right. And they're going to make some sort of movie about them. I guess an animated movie. Yeah, is that what it is? I didn't. Which, I didn't fully read the whole uh, the whole thing yet. That's the new. So it's going to be produced by Illumination, same guys who did Despicable Me and the Minions, and uh, I think they did. Did they do Sing as well? I think they did that too. Oh, I don't know. Um, I didn't see but, Sing. Well, the fact that it's being produced by Universal is uh, you know not a surprise, given that they made the deal about the theme parks and everything. You know, I I just. I can't help but wish that Nintendo had done the deal with Disney instead. To me, Disney seems more like a, an appropriate home for Nintendo. Nintendo's like the Disney of video games, but right? Then, but then, like, and, then, uh, yeah. Well, but, they are doing the theme park thing through Disney, aren't they? I thought that no, was they're, Universal. They're doing through Universal. Oh, they are. Then it's Disney at Universal, yeah. But then Disney will own the Holy Trinity, the Holy Trinity of my youth. They will own. Huh. They will own Marvel, Star Wars, and Nintendo. Those are like my three Nintendo. favorite things when I was in high school. And oh, and, and ABC. And what? <laughs> ABC. Oh yeah, I don't care about that. <laughs> TJIF is the other. Oh my god. Part of the yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, then they would own everything, and they would might as well right. just take over the world. Have all have all the great things of the world. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I always thought that if they were if anybody was ever going to make a Mario movie, that they should make a. <laughs> They should make a super tripped out, like psychedelic, um, super colorful movie, and maybe they'll do that. 
You know, that would that would be Maybe what I would like it. to see. I don't know. Like super, like it has to be animated is what I would always say, and it just should be like it, be it should be super like off the wall, like base it on like a Mario and Luigi story or something. Those are always fucking weird. Like do the one right. where uh, Peach's voice voice gets turned into explosives. You know, do that one. That's a great story. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can, like you can have the Bowser's minion on there too. You know, because that's part of that. Now that's a part of the story. Now that they've done well, the remake, so. Yeah, I hope minions. they don't do an origin story. I hope they don't do like how Mario was a plumber or whatever and got to the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, he's not um, a plumber anymore. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I hope they just jump right in and make this crazy, weird, fun, colorful yeah. Mario Mario movie. My other demands. I also, again, I don't want them to do. <laughs> oh, Princess Peach got kidnapped. I want them to come up with something, you know, more more creative and a little less fairy tale. Um, Something that's yeah, worthy of like right. something that would be worthy of like an actual game. Well, yeah. well, I mean, like, well, yeah. all the games are always based around mechanics. It's like you know, like Cappy. Are you saying you're tired of the familiar tropes? <laughs> I'm very tired of it. Yes, well, time for something new. Well, in the games, there's always like a it's mechanic. Like you find the Cappy, or you find like the star, whatever thing, or, or in Galaxy, or like you find the Flood, or you know, like it's always something like that for the gameplay. So. I guess it should be this something one, the like the story. You sit in your chair and you watch a movie for an hour and a half. I really hope that Flood is the main character of it. I think it should be the origin oh, of fun. Flood. And we just watch Flood being built by uh, by Egad through the whole movie for an hour and a half. Yeah. And then and then it ends with Flood, you know, finding Mario in Super Mario Sunshine. And that says to be continued in Super Mario Sunshine. There you go. That's, that's the best Mario movie of all time. It's called Flood, the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Flood. They could do a whole. They could do a whole movie about so Egad's no, creations. Uh, Noah Parable. They could do it just all about. Uh, oh yeah, the Noah. They could do it all about Egad's stuff, and there'll be a brush in there and all that shit. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see what what becomes of it. My other demands. Okay, so I want Charles Martinet to be the voice of Mario. I don't want to hear like Mark Wahlberg or some celebrity or. <laughs> God, I hope Mark, Mark Wahlberg's Wahlberg, but, not Mario. Yeah. That'd be so bad. Right. I just want uh, like, Yo, you know, what's the actual up? guy has been doing it for 25 years. Give him the job. Yeah. Well, I think I mean, he'll need to alter you? the voice a little bit. Like, you can't do the super, you know, here we go. You can't do that. You can't listen to that for an hour and a half. Well, what if Mario right. just didn't really say that much? Or, like, maybe he just talks like he does in, like, Mario vs. Donkey Kong, where it's just like, blah, 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 blah. it's just all, like, uh, <laughs> Italian gibberish. <laughs> That's just, like, all he'll say. Uh, I suppose they could do Maybe they could go more like the sort of semi-silent movie route. Yeah, like or you know, like they made a movie of Mr. Bean, right? Where Mr. Bean yeah. didn't speak a whole movie. lot in that yeah. movie, right? I mean, it could it could be done. They could get kind of artistic with it. Maybe all the characters, you know, it's minimal dialogue and more of a you know more cartoony. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It, it it could work. Just please cast Charles Martinet. Nobody else. I would be really uh, upset if he was not cast in it. It would be weird. I'd be very upset. Yeah, yeah. it'd be weird. It'd be so weird to hear anybody's voice. But his, he's been the only, the only one to do the voice of Mario, like ever. Yeah. I mean, if nothing so, else, he aside has to from be like a, vo- well, everyone's vocal coach. I, I misspoke. They could also uh, revive Captain Lou Albano from the dead. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say what he was. He was Mario. I mean, he did it before. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they can revive him, but they could CGI him in way. there. CGI, CGI him in there to do uh, <laughs> to do some uh, spinning and uh, doing the Mario and all that. You know, what I'm looking forward to with this movie, especially. What's up? You know how, like, on Facebook, I'm sure you guys have seen, like, the, the minion memes? No. <laughs> All the, there, it'll be just like any other meme, but there's, like, a minion, like, posed behind it. You guys haven't seen these? 
I haven't seen that, no. Oh, they're really common on Facebook. I see them all the time. Maybe it's oh. in the Midwest. I don't know. Anyway, I was just going to say I'm looking forward to the Mario version, so I'm going to see Mario all over Facebook now. Well, I mean, I already do <laughs> see him all over Facebook, but but most of my groups that I'm in are like Nintendo groups, so that's why I see, I see Mario all over the place. My other demands. Luigi. This is my final demand. Yeah. Probably not. I'll think of more later. Mm. Luigi. Put Luigi in this movie. Yeah. Give no, him his due. I knew that was your demand. You know what my demand is? What's that? How about we do an animated version of the sequel to the 80s Super Mario Brothers movie? Because, you know, that game, that movie ended with a cliffhanger. We need to know what happened to them. Let's That's just do, true. Let's I've been just, wondering. Let's just do an animated sequel to that. Uh, we'll have Martin Ed, he'll do Bob Haskin now because he's dead. Um, we'll get yeah. we'll get a uh, John Leguizamo. He'll come back uh, do Luigi. He's gonna uh, play him, isn't he? Dead John Leguizamo? No. <laughs> and they can get that uh, get get the uh, Daisy Girl. Like have have them all mm-hmm. come back. And uh, well, Dennis Hopper, he's dead, so we'll have to have somebody play him as well. But yeah, an animated version of that would be pretty hilarious of a sequel. That'd be that'd be the funniest thing ever if that's the direction they go. <laughs> like, wasn't we're the gonna make a sequel at the end of the movie? Remember the two like sidekick characters that Bowser had? There was a teaser at the end of the movie that was like, "Oh, the sequel might be about them instead." Oh, I don't know. I just remember that- like the doesn't like somebody come through a warp or something, and they're like, "Oh no, something's going on. Look, we gotta go over here." The very end of it, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it needs a. They, they, that's what they should do. They should just do that. That'd be hilarious. That'd be or really- they should, they should make some kind of like knowing homage to hey there used to be this other shitty live action movie and we know about it and we're making a joke about it i'm sure they'll make a joke about it i hope so yeah yeah. you have to somehow work that in yep somewhere i mean you have to reference there was that one guy who looked a lot like the actor who played mario though is he still alive the guy that was in roger rabbit bob haskins he died he's dead I think two years ago <laughs> yeah he's a uh, mario i mean he played mario in the in the live action movie. oh he is he, he's dead movie. yeah he died he died like a while ago like what four years ago Something like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 He uh, said the Super Mario Brothers movie was the worst fucking thing he ever did. <laughs> I'm glad that he had a good time. I mean, yeah. that movie in <laughs> itself was a ridiculous thing. But moving on, uh, this uh, happened at the very end of the podcast, pretty much last week. But uh, Hulu was added to uh, to Nintendo Switch, which uh, which I actually have been unable to use because of my Switch going through an Elgato, which is interesting. Interesting thing to talk about because uh, that is it. Because it like uh, it notices it basically noticed that it's going through a capture thing, and it's like uh, basically says like, oh hey, you can't use this because of uh, copyrighted content and all that. So I thought that was weird. I've never seen that happen before. So you can't. I guess you can't capture Hulu. I'm sure there's a way around it, but I wasn't going to capture anything off Hulu. I just wanted to watch on my TV, but because of my setup. Well, do you think it would do the same thing if you just went through like an HDMI splitter? I don't know, because uh, both of my docks are on splitters, so I'd have to try it in the living room, but I haven't tried it. I mean, you know what? I have Hulu on like everything, so it really, it really doesn't, I really don't matter to me. Like, I don't really care <laughs> that it's a, uh, you know, that it's on the Switch, but now it is, you know, it's the first streaming thing that we have. Uh, if you get the Showtime app, you can watch Twin Peaks on your on your Switch, so that's pretty awesome. If you add Showtime to your Hulu, you can watch that. Uh, you can watch uh, something, some South Park or something on there, I guess. I know I've seen a lot of pictures of people watching like Seinfeld on there, because all the Seinfeld episodes are on there. I saw that picture, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was announced right at the end, right at the end of our podcast. The Switch, Jerry! Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, I think he'd work it into some some sort of like a comedy routine. He's like, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to do any Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld impressions. I don't even think I can do it. I'm not taking his Joy-Con. I ain't know where that thing's <laughs> been. Yeah. You 
was playing a switch in the bathroom. I'm yeah. Using the Joy-Con. Oh, what, yeah. You saw him use it. Yeah. When we were at the diner, he went in the bathroom with his switch. <laughs> now he's asking me to use the Joy-Con. <laughs> Maybe he washed it, Jerry. Yeah. He doesn't wash his Joy-Cons. <laughs> what's What's the deal with Joy-Cons? <laughs> You you wiggle them around and you get no joy. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, Hulu's Hulu's on Switch. Uh, don't use it through your Elgato. So like, let's talk about the games that came out. So there was like a shitload of games that got released aside from Hulu that were released this week. It's just a they keep piling it on. I mean, it's it it's gotten to the point, which is a good thing, I guess. It's gotten to the point where I can't really keep up with all these releases on the Switch. It's like just. I mean, this week we got, like, there was there were a bunch of games that I was interested in that just came out this week. There was, um like, uh, yeah, Rocket League, L.A. Noir, <laughs> Marvel Superhero, <laughs> Lego Marvel Superheroes 2, Rhyme, Batman, Telltale, It'll Do 2, Ben 10, Cat Quest. I mean, Doom was last week, but it's crazy. I mean, all those games are, like, big games. Like, I thought about maybe trying out Rhyme, even though I heard that, like, the port isn't really that good. But it looks cool from the trailers. And I kind of wanted to get Batman, but Batman's kind of expensive. I mean, it's like 20 bucks on pretty much everything else. But you do get the whole season. L.A. Noir is like a 30 gig download. That's like probably the most download we've ever seen. But I already played L.A. Noir, so I need to play that game again. But Apparently yeah. L.A. Noir, so when you buy the cartridge version of the game... You have to download it's, stuff to play it. You're buying it, like, yeah. like half the game. Like you still have to download another 30 megabytes. Well, speak. Yeah, it's just LA Noi. Yeah, it's LA No. Is, is what. It is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of, uh, I was gonna say, speaking of things that you have to do that for, though. There's a uh, Resident Evil is on here now. Is on is on like the coming soon Resident Evil Revelations, and that's the same thing. Like if you buy a physical copy of, Res- of Resident Evil Revelations one and two. You have to download two. Like, it, it comes with one, but you have to download two, which is weird. So that's another thing like that, which I think we're going to see more of that now in the future, weirdly enough, on the Switch. I guess because of, like, dealing with uh, cart sizes and all that stuff, which kind of sucks, but I don't really care. I mean, you're just, you're not, you aren't completely pandering to your audience then because they want a physical release, but you yeah. can't play that shit later. If well, half of it you have to download anyway. Well, what about, like, I mean, I only have two physical copies. I bought, a, I bought Puyo Tetris from Japan because I wanted to have a cartridge for the system when it came out. And uh, and I own uh, Mario Rabbids. Like, the only reason I got Mario Rabbids on, in cartridge was because I was in a place with no internet and there's no way for me to download it and I wanted to play it. So, let's say this has, that that had the thing where you have to connect to the internet in order to play it. I would have been screwed. So, it's kind of like, yeah, the idea of getting the cartridge is just that you can just play it while you get it. You know, you can play it at work, wherever you are, if you don't have internet. Blah blah blah. So that kind of sucks. That's why you know, I bought Zelda? Was just so you, so you didn't have to download it. Yeah. So I knew I wouldn't have to wait to download it. Yeah. So that's a pain so in like, the ass. For it wouldn't be the same now. Even like, well, especially like ten years from now, you can't play that game anymore if the servers shut down. You yeah. can download the other half you need. Yeah, that, that's weird. So yeah, you can't really. It won't be like a good used game to get. It's pretty much will be worth nothing. Mm-hmm. Even though the game, I, I don't know, the game's whatever. It's Do you get? Up. Do you have any desire to see L.A. in, like, the 40s or 30s or whatever it is, John? You live in L.A. Don't you want to see the noir version of where you live? I kind of do, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to get that game eventually. I, I didn't play that game when it I, came out, but uh, it does seem like my type of game. I like story-based, kind of slow-paced games. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's kind of Grand Theft Auto-y, I guess. You can get in a car yeah. and drive around, but it's a strange game. Like, I rented it for PS3 when it came out, but just to let you know how old it is, I rented it from Blockbuster for PS3. 
and uh, beat it in a couple days. It wasn't very long. I think it was like a 10-hour game. I remember the ending being really weird. But uh, I don't know. One thing that like really bothered me about it was like, you know, you do your in- interrogation stuff with people and it's mm-hmm. like it was all about like the facial capture or whatever. But basically, if you can't figure out how to like interrogate them to get them to say that they, you know, did whatever, they'll just end up running right. from you and then you chase them. And they're still guilty. So there's no, like, other – that's what kind of bothered me with it. There's no, like, other uh, – there's no different outcome of it. If you if you can't, like, do the – you know, if you can't do the thing, they still just run away from you and you chase they them. They don't, like, get off free. No. It still no, ends with no. them running if you can't, if you can't like, figure out a way to get them to say it. So there's not really a consequence for not doing it. So that was kind of weird. But I don't know about all the yeah, deals. They didn't have the internet back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, – You run away, you're, you're safe. Yeah. I guess, right? But you probably could have just been like, oh, you got nothing on me. I can go home now. But I don't know what all the extra DLC stuff is. I'm sure there's some added stuff that was added later. But I don't know. If if it ends up being cheaper and you end up getting it, you know, let me know what you think about it and all that. Yeah, I think I'll get it if it's if it comes down to like 20 bucks. Yeah, sure. Cool. Yeah. Is, there a, is there any other news right now or can we take a break and then we'll talk uh, Rockets vs. Rockets? Uh, like, other than, yeah, I think that's... Did we talk about Worms being officially announced? No, we didn't. Released? Worms is coming out next week. So for all you guys who played Worms in college, like Jeremy and I did, you can uh, do it again. Is it is it 2D? Is it all like yeah, fully it's, 2D? Yeah, it's the WMD. It's the one that came out like three or four years ago for the okay. other systems. Because there was a 3D Worms game for GameCube, which I played in the early 2000s. I remember it's that. It's the 2D one. That's good, because I always like the 2D one. Worms, that'd be an interesting one to try to stream or something like that, because Worms is kind of like, it reminds me of Mario Party. It's like the same sort of thing where it's like slow and calculated and, yeah. you know, but it can be fun, too, you know, because it's very much about like strategizing and it's, but it's like, you know, it's a longer game, but it's fun to play and all that. So, yeah, it's, uh, do you know how much it is? Is there a price on it yet? It's not in the, uh, it's not in the coming soon on the eShop yet, so I haven't seen it in there. You know, I don't know the price, um, but... The people that are releasing it are actually like have been on Reddit and um, Twitter and stuff, like responding to questions and stuff. So yeah, I don't know if they've said anything about it. They might have. Yeah, that's okay. I'm sure. We'll, I'm sure we'll find out once it gets put on there. But twenty nine ninety nine. Oh, thirty. Man, that's that's kind of that's kind of high. It's hoping it was like twenty or less. That's what Eurogamer says. Yeah, twenty nine ninety nine US. Sure. Yeah, but there's online on it too, right? Yes. The worms. Okay. Cool. Yeah, uh, we'll it see. It has all the uh, extra stuff. Like it's all. It's the full version of it. Okay. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. Like how I end up money wise, because I still want to get that Lego game. So I don't know. We'll see what next week will hold, and of course we'll let you know on this show. But let's take a quick break, and then let's talk about uh, those games that we got. Sounds good. Oh, 
So I bought Doom last week, and I've been streaming the fuck out of it and playing a lot of it. And you guys got Rocket League, which uh, you know I thought about getting. I thought about getting Rocket League, but it's just uh, I don't know. I don't know enough about the game, and uh, I don't really have a whole lot of money to throw around right now. So it's kind of like uh, it didn't really seem like my cup of tea. I guess I understand that people like it, but the idea of it kind of doesn't really sound all that appealing. You to know, me. it's a video game, right? Yes, I know it's a video game. <laughs> I'm aware of that. I know you're in, you're in a, but I don't like soccer and I don't like uh, cars really. So I don't like either of those. So it's like, a, I mean, I'm sure it's fun. I, I just wish, I wish there was a demo or something so I could actually try it. Cause I know some people have problems with the controls, I guess. What if there was already a game you had played before that you liked where you're in a car <laughs> and hit a soccer ball? <laughs> yeah, but that's not the whole game. <laughs> are you talking, are you talking about Excite Truck or Excite I might be talking about Excite I love Excitebots, but you know what? Excitebots has a single-player mode. Does this have a single-player mode? Uh, not so much. Yeah, because uh, that's what I'm all about is a single-player mode. And that's what Excitebots has. And there's no online on Excitebots, so they're completely different. And Excitebots, you just, like, you do that, like, one, maybe once. And that's, like, one thing you do out of, like, a hundred other things. Is <laughs> hitting is hitting a ball into a net? Did you get a couple stars for? I, I mean, swear there was another game, and I don't... It, it Obviously, it wasn't Excitebots, but... There was another game where there was a full-fledged soccer. Well, I mean, I played the prequel to Rocket League on PlayStation 3. I forget what it was called, but it was on there. Like they, Oh, there was a prequel? No, no, I mean, well, I guess not the prequel. It was the one it was the one before Rocket League. Like there it was called like it had a dumb name, but I played that one and I didn't really like it, but it was the same company. Like they made they made a Rocket League-esque game before Rocket League on PlayStation 3, and it was free on PlayStation Plus, and I played it a little bit. It had a really strange long name. And I can't, I, I can't no think idea. of it. I just heard about it yesterday, but I can't remember the title of it. Yeah, but I did play that, and I didn't really like it, so I don't know. I totally thought Rocket League was like the first like game by whomever, like they just like came out of nowhere. Oh so. no, no, there was another one before that, and the Rocket League was originally going to be a sequel to that, but the name was so long and crazy that they ended up changing it to Rocket League. Well, Jeremy, what are your thoughts on the game? Because I'll, I'll, I'll say outright, I, I love it, so I have a lot to say on it. Yeah, let me talk first because hold I don't on, really sure. have much to hold say. on, one, um, one second. It's supersonic acrobatic rocket powered battle cars is the original that was game the first one? which came out in 2008 for PlayStation 3. Yeah. That sounds like the name of a game like if you asked a 5-year-old what game <laughs> he wants to make. Yeah. That would be the title. Well, can you believe well, I mean could you think of Rocket League was called Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Powered Battle Cars 2? Because that's what it that's was going to that's what it was going to be called. But no Rocket is Rocket League is a sequel to that game. So I found it. It's, it has a really stupid long name, and I'm glad that they changed it to Rocket League because nobody's going to remember that, that name. That's like so, like a you know, it's so like a psionic super super ex plus Becky type thing. I would know? say it sounds like <laughs> lyrics from like a sci-fi musical. Yeah, or like a crazy Japanese title. You know, that's like es plus out Al- plus alpha with Becky. You know, like one of those. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, anyway, I, I just wanted to make sure and get that out there. But what were you going to say? Oh, well, all I was going to say is I like it. And no, I had no idea up until this moment this was a sequel to another game. I thought this was just, I guess I hadn't done my research. I thought this was something that people just cobbled together and made as an indie game and it caught on. But no, it's uh, apparently it's a sequel to something else and it has a really good online mode or whatever. But yeah, I like it so far. It's hard. I played it. It's been over two years since I first played this game. I played it on the PS4 with my friend that since moved away and I had a pretty good time with it on the PS4, but uh, I didn't ever want to buy it after that. Like, 
I don't know. I've since bought a PS4 even, so I could have purchased it by now. And a PC, Rocket League's on Steam. Why could it? But once I, I found out it was coming out for the, uh, possibly coming out for the Wii U. So I was like, well, I want it on a Nintendo console. And then, of course, that was just a rumor, but then it was announced for the Oh, yeah. Then, the it, Switch. Was, then it was the E3, where it was like all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> they didn't yeah. really announce it at all. It's like, oh, yeah, you're playing it. And now it's out. It just like was there and out so quickly, it seems like. So it was, it was, a, it was a no-brainer for me. I, I did think it was going to be $15, so 20 was a bit of a bummer. I think this would have been an easier sell for the mass market at 15 but if it was 10, this is also I this is a game it. like Minecraft. It's ubiquitous. Like everybody knows what uh, Rocket League is, just like everybody knows what Minecraft is. Yeah, but Minecraft's another one I couldn't get into, so I was afraid this would be one I couldn't get into. Also, but I guess I'm naive for just assuming it had the same origin. I didn't realize it was a sequel to something else. Yeah, I mean it's it's still an indie game, right? I mean it's still a pretty small studio. Right. I watched that video that they did on uh, Nintendo Minute. Where they went and uh, interviewed the guys at the at the headquarters. The company is called Psionics. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're in San Diego. It looks like a looks like a pretty small company. Like it was a one floor office, and uh, not that many people were working there. So it's pretty pretty good on them that they made this game that so many people are into and have been playing for two years. Mm-hmm. But I see the appeal in it. I mean, it's fun. So yeah, my thoughts. I think it's fun. I guess Nintendo's limited access to voice chat has made it so I'm not getting made fun of too much. But I'm not that good, <laughs> and I'm like way worse than everybody else I've played with for the most part. Uh, the first match I played, I was the best player, so I felt good. And then after that, everybody started kicking my ass, so I just got lucky, I think. But um, so how? It's, do- I guess it's nice that there's individual scoring. So even if you're not making goals, you're still getting scores. You're getting points for mm-hmm. other shit you're doing. Right. So that's right. nice. So, so what? So, like, you get into it. Is there's no single player mode? I mean, there's like a tutorial, right? There, there's kind of a tutorial. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess there's literally a tutorial, and yeah, then there's like user made tutorials. Yeah. That I guess you can do, which I haven't messed around with. How many different modes are there? Is there is it just like a regular soccer game, or are there like variations to it? Like, it just didn't sound. It, to me, it didn't sound like there's a whole lot to do on it. I mean, I think it's pretty much like three or th- three on three or two on two, right? That's like the two notes. All I've tried so far is the three on three. That's all I've played as well. Yeah, but I think there's two on two also. Can you do you get power ups and stuff, or do you just like boost uh, and hit you, balls? You get boosts. Yeah, there's boosts all along the field. So as you drive along the field, there's like like these orange spots, and if you drive over it, you get a speed boost. Yeah, uh, that you could you can. Save for it's not like you hit, not like in Mario Kart where you drive over it and you go fast, right? But you get like a a, a thing that you can use whenever you want. Mm-hmm. And uh, so after a couple of seconds, that speed boost returns to the field. Uh, that's that's the only power I've seen so far. I but, think that's the only power. Yeah, that there is. Yeah, it's really more a game about your your skills. Like you have, without getting into it too much, I'll, I'll let you finish, Jeremy. But it's really a game about your your skills. There's like a simple skill set that they teach you in the tutorial. The tutorial takes maybe five minutes, mm-hmm. but then it's about learning to apply those skills and doing barrel rolls and flips and launching yourself from the ground straight up into the air. And it's the old saying, you know, simple to learn, but difficult to master. Yeah, like it the, applies here. The Nintendo way. Yeah. Right. And I've heard a lot of that online, or rather, I've read a lot of that online. People claiming Rocket League's the most Nintendo game that was not made by Nintendo. I've seen that several places. 
like that. It I don't does even feel know if I'm like paraphrasing. An game. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm paraphrasing. I may be directly quoting something I read somewhere. Yeah, but, I've uh, seen people say that. Or it's I, got a very it. loose, cartoony feel. And um, I said at the top of the show, like I've been stuck on the ceiling. That's happened to me several times now, where I'm just like, what? What if I just like try to loop around by driving on the ceiling? Because it kind of lets you do that. Yeah. Because your your boosts are kind of in a bank. You know, so you have a maximum amount of boosts, so you're always recharging them if you strategically drive across the field. So I was like, can I just keep boosting across the ceiling? Well, it doesn't work that well if you go at the wrong angle. But I really was trying to, like, strategize and try to get to the ball quicker that way. And it doesn't seem like people really play that way, so that must not be a good way to play. Do you have ranking? Like, can you get experience points and, like, you'll... Yes level yes, up and you yep. get new stuff like when you level up is that how it works or do you because there's like yeah. uh, microtransactions in it right like i know people are already buying stuff correct um i don't know i haven't seen a spot to buy anything but mm. basically no, after every game after you uh score a certain number of points you'll almost every game i've been unlocking new things like new decal for the car or you can put mm-hmm. hats on the cars yeah so there's something to unlock after every game do you have like a luigi car or mario car like samus car or whatever do you have any of those you start out with the mario car um Mm -hmm. and then i earned the samus car and i think i did it by scoring my first goal okay and they have i'm sure they have like different stats or whatever right like some accelerate quicker or like or heavier is there any of that in there no like mario kart i haven't looked into it um no mario kart style stats where they all like i think the cards just kind of feel the same the differences are just aesthetic oh yeah okay i think so too so what's in the garage now there's a customized car mode what do you what do you it doesn't look like there's any uh different stats to any of the cars so all you get is new cars like from leveling up right is there like ranked Not modes or like free get, for all uh, or whatever? Get decals, you can get like hood ornaments and customize your cars. I do think it affects who you're matched up with, if that's what you're asking, Trey. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, I'm saying, is it like, a, do you have a grade like where it'll put you, you know, like where, yeah, like a like like Street Fighter, you play that online, like you need a, you'll be you'll be at a certain grade and you can upgrade like if you win however many matches and they'll upgrade, they'll put people with your level or whatever. Like, like into so, a certain class, yes, yeah, yeah. they'll match you up with your skill set. Yeah, they'll match you to people who are equal to you. I'm just like, I'm just trying to figure out like what is. Um, I know it's fun to play, but like, what is there beyond that? Like, uh, what is there beyond that? So there's like what, like what, is, like what is like your end game here with this? Like, you just keep playing it until you're like a in a league or something. I don't know. I've like, been playing <laughs> exhibition mode mostly, but there is a career mode that I haven't, I haven't really dove into it yet. <laughs> now it's, it seems to me like. Like I was playing the other day, and I noticed that this one team, they all had kind of a a tag on on their on each of their names, like almost they had almost like they had coordinated. You know how if you go online, you know your your tray NDP. Yeah. Well, they were like so and so, and then they had the team name on on their actual username. Yeah. So because there's like that flags. Led me to believe and... that I think people actually you can actually like team up with people and like throughout your career like rejoin with people and you'll always be playing on that same team. Oh, okay, could be wrong, but I, I think that's the case. But yeah, the... I think we might be on a team. Yeah, yeah. You and I we, we didn't quite get into a match yesterday. Um, we linked up and then I don't know something happened. But um, yeah, it seems like you can play on basically permanent teams. There's le- like leaderboards. There's league rankings. Yeah, I think they basically like. They've had years to set this whole robust online mode, and 
they just ported it to the Switch, and so we get it all. Yeah, yeah. I just, uh, I, I don't know. I just don't see because uh, what you're telling me there's just a two verse two and three verse three. It doesn't seem like a whole lot of variety, and you don't really, and all you unlock is new cars, but they don't control differently. The game's so very the like, high energy, though. Like when you're actually yeah. playing it, it's very like um, um, you know what I mean, John. Like it, it mm-hmm. really feels like shit's happening. Like, like everything's happening yes. so fast. Are there like different stadiums that look different or anything? Like is there any yeah, different yeah, stadiums? Yes, different stadiums. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the so, goals are different in each stadium. That's sort of a thing too. Oh, okay. One thing that I noticed with this game is some matches, like I might not be hitting the ball that many times, but I'm still having a lot of fun throughout, even if I'm not interacting with the ball that much. Just but driving like, the car is a lot yeah, of you're fun. You're like dashing for the ball and you're about to hit it and then someone like jumps off the screen that you didn't see that like hits it out of your way and you're like, yeah. fuck you. But you're yeah. still like, damn it, like I was so close. Like I missed it just by like a split second. You still feel like you're doing something and you're just having fun controlling the car. Kind of like how they always say in Mario games, well, are you having fun controlling Mario? Is is it fun to make him backflip and maneuver all over the screen, whatever? I think they kind of did that. They made sure that driving the car, the basic action that you're doing, is fun. It is sandboxy in that sense, too, because you can practice just driving around the arena and hitting the ball from different angles. Like They do give you that option if you want to train that way. Just get used to Mm -hmm. the controls. Because you can do like a really quick U-turn and you can like jump up in the air and change your trajectory like really fast, which I'm not that good at it right now. But I mean, there's a lot of depth to this game if you get used to the controls, I think. Yeah. It's almost like for... cool in a way because you're really like hitting the ball like at the angle you would hit like, you know, you want you would want your cue ball to meet something. Exactly. Cool. And then when you jump in. When you jump in the air, you control how your car spins with the stick. Yeah. So you can do backflips, you can do barrel roll, barrel barrel rolls, mm-hmm. barrel roll. You can move in any exact so you can direction that you want. Yeah. Influence what direction the ball bounces off of you when you make contact. Right, and it all feels very responsive. And you know, if I make a mistake, it's my own. Okay, so it's so it's all basically like getting better, so you can control the ball better. That's pretty much like yeah. what the that and like yeah, there's definitely a team play dynamic, which I didn't play with any voice chat. But as we'll oh. hear in the interview later, voice chat's important for these like multiplayer online games because like all I would see is like a tag would pop up and someone would say, "I'm playing goalie or whatever," yeah. or "I'm defending," right. or whatever. I'm using tilt controls. So you got to like wait for someone to call their position to know what position they're going to play. But yeah. people are actually like passing balls from one to the other and like doing like maneuvers and shit. Like people have gotten to this like as a, like a legitimate esport. And all I'm doing is just driving around hitting the ball, but you know, there's a deeper team mechanic to this for sure if you Yeah. You get bonus points. You get bonus points for like assisting. Like if you knock the ball, you kind of alley oop or whatever. You get a bonus point for that. So there's there's definitely an aspect, uh, uh, an encouragement toward teamwork. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, You get bonus points for centering the ball if you hit it toward the center. Uh, If you're on the if you're on offense, you hit it toward the center. You get points for that. Uh, If you're on defense, you get bonus points for for a good block or for clearing the ball out to the other side of the field um the game just constantly rewards you in these little ways that are very enjoyable i think it's great it really does make you aware of where the ball is at all times also like the camera doesn't get all awkward on you you just have like an arrow that shows up that points what direction the ball is is. gives you an idea of where you need to go to meet up with it again yeah yeah and there's a there's a dedicated button that switches the camera. So one view is behind the car, and then you hit the button, and, and that view is focused on the ball. Okay. 
Yeah, so you can so easily figure out simple, where it's yeah. at. Yeah. yeah, it seems like pretty simple, I guess. Like, and it's all about like, you know, getting good at it. But it's mostly, it's basically all online is what you're saying. Like, that's the focus yeah. of it, right? It's online, online focused, yeah. Yeah, see, that's like one thing that kind of like turned it off turned me off on it because like i really wanted to try it but it's like i don't items like do i really want to play a game that's like all online you know i mean, I mean at think, least, of, like, think of splatoon 2 like it's yes, a single that player. one player mode but it was still very different than the online mode yeah it has a single player mode and it has a salmon run mode and and there's also like more weapons that you unlock and there's right, new, right, right. and there's and new levels added and, you know like there's a lot of stuff that much but well because when i got splatoon which we're, you know, we'll get into Splatoon in, in a bit here with our interview. But, uh, but when I got into Splatoon, like I never really was big into like online games and that one actually kept me because they kept adding stuff to it every week. So does this have that? I mean, is there, you know, do they add stuff to it? Like, is there new levels or, I mean, I know there's new cars, but that and having a new car isn't the same as like getting a different weapon at Splatoon. Like that's, as far as I know, this you is know, like more interesting the version to me. that has all the shit added. Yeah. To it. But it's like Minecraft in the sense that once you buy it, all the updates are free. Yeah, it's basically like in, in, any I thought. In, any good like any good online game I think needs to have like fairly consistent updates. I think like you need to mm-hmm. keep adding to it to give people incentive to keep playing, you know. And that's I guess right. where I'm not really sold on this yet. Where I'm just kind of like give them the impression that you're yeah. like responding to their feedback. Yeah, and right. I, I mean it's a, I think there's a free demo available for PS3 or PS4, so I might just end up getting that and just trying it out. But it, but at this point, it's just kind of like it's just not really. It's not really quite there for me yet. And I guess you would have to just kind of play it and figure out the way the controls are and play online and try it in that I way, mean, I, you know? I'll be honest. I bought it with the intention of trying to get better at it for yeah. when it is multi-platform because it's supposed to be eventually. Is it not yet? And, uh, you can't play Xbox It's not yet. yet. Okay. But eventually, like, I have friends that I work with that play it on different consoles and stuff, so. Yeah, I know it's, I know it's big. It's like Overwatch level, right? And, like, PUBG, so, that's that stuff. I guess so, play. but it's like a casual. So, you know, think of it as, like, a different kind of Mario Kart. Yeah. Like, it's another yeah. one of those kind of, like, games. But people get super serious about it, but, like, people still just dick around and play it together and hang out. Yeah. So, uh. That's kind of what I like. That's the level I want to be at, where I can just play with my friends or whatever. So sure. I just want to like yeah. learn the ropes of it. And that's kind of my impression of it. I mean, I didn't really have a whole lot to say about it. Otherwise, I yeah. put about maybe an hour into it since I bought it. Yeah, I'm still. I've played it for probably like five hours, and I just got it like two days ago. Yeah, John like, seems to. You seem I, to I like it a lot. Great. Yeah, it reminds me. I'll, I'll make two comparisons. So I get the same feeling playing this that I got as a kid when I played ice hockey for the NES. Like when when you want to just jump in and have like a fast paced, simple sports game, you know, I get, it's a different game, obviously, you know, ice hockey, soccer and whatever, but it just gives me the same kind of feel. A simple, a simple sports game. I think I, I would go back to this in, in 10 years and, or 20 years and just have the same amount of fun. Well, the think, other comparison yeah. that I'll say is it's basically like, as far as the gameplay mechanics, it feels like San Francisco Rush meets Super Mario Strikers. Yeah. And I love both of those games. And yeah. they've combined it into, into one. Yeah. Well, Super Mario Strikers was another game that I liked the way it played. But then again, it didn't really have a whole lot of options for me. So I didn't really return to it. Unless it was like a multiplayer thing, which was only local for that first one, you know, and the second one was all like all friend, it was all friend codes, which I played a little bit, but didn't really have much of a lasting appeal because there wasn't much of a single player for it for me. But I'll have to play a demo and maybe I'll try it later. It just doesn't really seem like uh, something that's totally up my alley. But uh, I, di- I just think it's a game that all three of us could play together and we could have fun with. 
That's why exactly. I don't use play today. <laughs> yes. Way to make me feel bad. <laughs> it's a game. We can all be a team. It's we three can... players. It's perfect. Well, you know we what's... could be a rocket team gang. Well, you know what's another game we could play together, which you guys didn't get, is Doom. You can play oh. that online. Oh, really? No, my original you psych... Three team matches? <laughs> well, there. I mean, there's Deathmatch. Uh, no, I mean, th- that was originally what I was going to get at is... Uh, Speaking of, you know, that's a game that's not really up my alley, but a game that was completely up my alley is fucking Doom. Let me, uh, I don't know if you guys are planning on, ge- I don't even know, like, if, uh, I'm not really sure if it would, you guys would, nef- it would, I don't know if Jeremy would necessarily be into it or not, because it's very much relying on old school first person shooters, but that's kind of like what I love about Doom. We want to talk about Doom as a game here. Basically, I, you know, I was big into FPSs, like, on the, on the 64, when they were a lot of them there, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, yep. GoldenEye and, uh, Perfect Dark and all that, but I also played a lot of Doom on the computer when I got a computer I also played a lot of Wolfenstein and I played also a lot of a game called Blake Stone and you guys remember that that was pre-Wolfenstein even it was an Apogee uh, I don't remember that. shooter sci-fi game look it up it's a pretty cool game but uh I played a lot of that stuff, and um, and I really enjoyed first person shooters for the most part. Like I got into like uh, what's it called, uh, time splitters. Like I loved that and GameCube. That was like probably the last first person shooter that I think I really loved. Like on, I remember playing a lot of time splitters with you in college. Yeah, that game's that fucking was great. the first one I ever loved. That game was fucking great. Like time splitters was so good. Well, it was made by the same time people. Time splitters too. Yep, the same people who that did. That was uh, the first one I ever loved. It was the same people who did like Perfect Dark and uh, and Goldeneye and all that. It's because they had split off to Free Radical, but. uh that was probably the last one of that generation that I probably got into. I mean, I love, like, Metroid, but Metroid's not really a first-person shooter. It's, like, an adventure game. So that's, like, a completely like different thing. But, I mean, I kind of, like, I blame it all on uh, Call of Duty and Halo to a point also. They kind of, like, ruined first-person shooter games for me. Like, all of a sudden, like, now you can only carry two guns. Now you can, like, hide in an area and, like, get your life back. And it's, like, all about, like, sniping and shit and, and like, you know, snap zooming and all this stuff. And that kind of, like, ruined the whole genre for me. So I kind of completely fell out of first-person shooters until I played a little game called uh, Bioshock, which brought it back. And then what? Doom, and then Doom the of course. Yeah. Well, Bioshock was more, uh... no, I was going to say uh, Doom is probably the best. Probably the best first person shooter I've played since Bioshock One is what I, is what I'm gonna say as far as modern. You really liked Bioshock? Go. I did. I love Bioshock. You didn't like it? I didn't know that. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. It was it was an old school shooter. Like there was no you could carry as many guns as you wanted, and you could uh, and you had to get and you had to get health. Like it didn't regenerate. Like it felt very much like an old school shooter. But uh, yeah, that was probably the yeah, and it it also had like up close battles like Doom as well. But yeah, that's what I like about Doom a lot. It's all about it's very much old school. It's all like in your face. There's no fucking snipers. There's no sniper guns anywhere. You don't, there's no campers, you know, and you can actually, the online mode I think is actually pretty decent because it reminds, cause you can do a ba- very basic, like basically what I do is like free for all deathmatch, like the, the most like completely vanilla, uh, whatever, normal <laughs> online mode. But that's the kind of modes that I liked on first person shooters. And I like that you can do that. And I actually, that Friday, like when I was, uh, playing doom i actually won a bunch of like online matches that first time and i was like holy fuck i'm actually good at this so like saturday i tried to do a stream with it where i was like i'm just gonna play online and i'm gonna dominate and i like didn't win at all after that but (laughs) (laughs) but that one night i was like i like i killed it like for that first time i was like yes i'm good at this and then i wasn't the whole time online you're going promise guys i was good yeah well you can't hold down the capture button on doom it doesn't work because it, oh. it only works on some games, even though it does work on uh, it Stardew work Valley on now. It does work on Stardew yeah. Valley now, so that's It does new. not work at Rocket yeah. League. I tried. 
But it's on Stardew, so that's the first like third uh, third party thing that it works. Oh, on. it's on Stardew now. Yeah, you can do the thirty second thing on Stardew Valley now. That was a news thing that we forgot to mention. But yeah, I mean, Doom is like if you like those old school FPSs and you and you like me felt like uh, Call of Duty and Halo ruined all of them and you got left in the dust. Uh, Doom is there for you, and uh, the soundtrack is fucking awesome on it. It's like super metal. You should, if you're playing it on your handheld, put headphones on and crank it because it is fucking great. And you can actually listen to it on Spotify. It's on there. And uh, I noticed when I was playing it earlier is that like these songs are all like metal versions of the original Doom songs from from the computer game. So, like, That's it's cool. super nerdy like that. And you can unlock, like, original courses from the original Doom game, which was another thing that, like, totally made me fall in love with the game. That I was like, oh, shit, you can, like, unlock original, like, with all the, like, you know, the low-poly, like, uh, blurred... Uh, all pixelated. Blurred, yeah, the, the pixelated, like, tiles and all that. I fucking love that shit. I mean, it's... All the characters are gonna look like they do in the game. And, like, your and your guns will look the same, but, like, the but the level is basically on the same engine but it has the textures are like the same from the original doom and there's stuff from like doom and doom 2 on there and i really like that a lot because i like this original one so but there's one there's a couple things with the switch version it's kind of a it's kind of glitchy like i've run into some glitches there's like some times where the audio like pretty much uh mutes itself to about 20 percent, which is annoying until you get to wherever you reload again and then it like will correct itself but if you guys watched i mean you can watch my twitch thing if you watch any of that it probably drops out like five times while i'm playing that and i and i streamed it for like five hours because i had a really hard time not playing this game when i got it but uh I streamed for like five hours and, and the audio probably dropped out like five times. So I probably restarted the game every time because I didn't want to, because it goes like completely dead pretty much. And you'll hear like a little, little tiny bit. And it was really annoying. So that sucks. And also I've noticed a major difference between like handheld and the TV mode for whatever really? reason. Like I've been playing it mostly on TV and I think it looks pretty good. You know, I played it on PS4, but it's been a long time since I played the PS4 one, but I think it looks great still, you know? And I actually got farther on the Switch version than I did on the PS4 version. Like I've, I'm probably like two more levels farther than I got on the PS4 one. But, uh, and the PS4 one, I never played the multiplayer because you have to buy PlayStation Plus to play multiplayer. And I never did that because I didn't want to pay the extra money for it. And plus, there were no games available really for free that I was interested in. So, so there's uh, some stuff I hadn't done yet. But when I when I, I tried playing it on handheld yesterday, and I played it a little bit at work today, and I noticed a major difference. Like I felt like everything looked different. Like the gun looked different, and like the like the level looked kind of different. Like the lighting was different on it. So I don't know if that's um I don't think it's like an overclock thing or whatever. But it just seems maybe because of the way my TV looks. But it looked a lot different for some reason. So there's a couple. That. I think it's yeah. probably running hotter when it's in the dock. Yeah, I mean, there's just a couple uh, gripes that I have with it, but I'm sure there's going to be a there's got to be a patch that they'll do to get so get rid of some of that glitchy stuff. But it is very impressive that it's available for a Nintendo console, and I uh, rejoice that Doom is back. And I'm really it makes me really excited to play Wolfenstein Two now. And I wish that they would release Wolfenstein One because I never actually played that one, the one uh, you know the PS3 one. So what was the one we played at uh, in Milwaukee that was set up on all the old? Computers. It was all on land. Was that Duke? Was there, oh, the, that was Duke Nukem. Oh, Duke Nukem. Okay. Yeah, that's another oh, one right. that I like. But Duke never really. I mean, I have Duke Nukem forever, and it's not a good game. I bought it for like I five, bought it for like five dollars. The same developer at all. But yeah, it didn't really. Yeah, no, that was like 3D realms, and that Duke Nukem did not get the uh, the beautiful revival that Doom did. Like that one, uh, Duke Nukem Forever was in development forever, and when it finally did come out, it's like not very good. 
is buying. But I bought it for I bought it for five dollars just to play it because nobody bought it and it was really cheap. But uh, yeah, it's I mean, it, like I said, if you like those old school shooters and like you felt like a uh, Call of Duty and all that stuff just uh, changed everything and fucked it up, you should go. You should play Doom because it's uh, so it's worth sixty bucks. Oh yeah, totally. It's totally worth sixty bucks. I mean, it's there's like thirteen big levels in it. Um, there's a ton of secrets. Well, you have to find the classic levels in there. They're they're hidden in every level. So there's thirteen classic levels in there as well. Plus there's a online mode. You know, for as long as uh, you'll be on there. Same thing. You like you get a you get experience points. You level up. You get new weapons. Like for every level that you get to, you also get like more stuff to customize your character. You can like design your dude and make him look at, look like different shit or whatever. I think I'm actually about to the cap on that because I played the fuck out of the multiplayer mode for like last weekend. But it's it's fun. I'm having a lot of fun with it, and uh, I'm definitely I'm gonna play it all the way through. You know for sure. And uh, I hope that Bethesda does more. I hope there's a Doom two that comes out for Switch. Like uh, I'm totally into that. It'd be great. It's a uh, yeah. It's my it's my jam. Yeah. So Wolfenstein is gonna come out. And the Switch is getting love. So yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know if I want to pay sixty bucks for this game. I, I maybe I'll wait to try. It's to, I mean it's totally worth it. I mean it's a new. I mean I know it's like a, a year old game, but uh, it's a good game. It's definitely a good game. Like I don't think that I don't think that you're getting gypped by any way. Like this is a completely this is like a full game. Like it's a complete package. Like you're not you know you get you get a robust single player with extras that you can find plus a full on multiplayer. You know it's like. I don't know. It's uh, I think and it's totally you, worth it. You get to level up your character as you go in the in the multiplayer. You do, yeah. Cool. And the levels and and if you did you ever play like Quake Arena or anything like that? Do you remember those games? Like, I remember like, Quake or like Quake Three Online. Do you remember playing those in the early in uh, the, in the late nineties? Well, like the I'm saying like the multiplayer is kind of like that, where it has like the big jumping spots that like move you around from one thing to another, and you can go through portals and stuff. That's all. That all reminds me of Quake Three. I know, like I'm sure other games used it but the first time i ever saw it was in quake was in quake and that was in the late 90s quake 3 was the one that was all like it was all multiplayer and it was there was no like single player and it was free too i think i had a free 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 version of it that's how i played it but the multiplayer reminds me very much of that which was like pretty much the time that i peaked as far as like online multiplayer went as far as first person shooters so didn't they give away quake with like uh like if you bought certain like graphics cards, you got Quake with it or something. I don't know. I just got. I just found it online. I think so. I don't know. I remember, I remember getting Quake from a friend of mine. Like he just gave me his his copy, and I just loaded it up and copied it and gave it back to him. I mean, well, that's how that's I got right. Doom. I mean, when I got my computer, like my buddy, like just gave me a bunch of hard disks, and they're like, "Here's Wolfenstein. Here's Doom. Here's a bunch of different like raw, uh, hacked versions of Wolfenstein and Blake Stone. Mm-hmm. That's where I found Blake Stone was in there too. But I remember the um, Quake Three being like freeware. Like I remember finding. It online and like downloading a whole copy of it and not even having to like wasn't there like, a like napster or a, did a version or of or uh, Quake, or whatever like but with their like man, i'm trying to remember now i remember that being a thing i'm vaguely you remembering get, this too you oh. got it you got it in the package and it was yeah based on that serial but it was in that engine Oh no no I don't remember that. No I'm I'm whatever you're remembering I'm remembering it too. You're remembering it right? I'm, not I'm remembering <laughs> it. Yeah. We got to we got to think on this. Oh, okay. Uh, was it Cementos Crunch? I don't remember. I don't know. Maybe it was Quaker. I, don't know. I thought it was based on Quaker Oats. <laughs> it was Quaker Oats. Quake was Quaker it? Oats. No, I, I don't know. Well, I don't Quake's know. in the name. But it's was a it real Czech, thing. Was it Chex Quest? 
That's what yes, it was here. Chex Quest. That was it. Yep. Oh, weird. Chex Quest. Yeah, I never, I never did any of that. The, uh... Never did any of that. Oh, it was based off here. of Doom. Yep. Yeah. Not based off of Duke Nukem. Sorry. Yeah. It all comes back to Doom. Oh, yeah. Because it was 96, so that was mm. a while ago. So I guess we can expect the uh, Return to Roots original you know, reboot of Chex Quest coming up <laughs> oh, next God. Christmas. Sounds terrible. Maybe they'll just release a Chex Quest like, mini console of its own. Mm. It's shaped like a checks box. <laughs> anyway, speaking of online multiplayer stuff and playing competitively and all that, we have a guest that we, that Jeremy and I did an interview with that uh, we're going to cut to right now. So here we go. So we have uh, this week as a guest, we have uh, Fuchsia Rascal. Hi. And um, it's, uh, you You uh, play competitively, right? For uh, Splatoon 2? Yes. And um, play on a team called Sugar. Okay, is and it's um and and, and you have a uh, and I'm pretty and you're like part of the uh, there's a there's a group in Chicago called Squid West as well, right? Yeah, it's a it's mainly it's mainly organ like the hub is Chicago, but it's for all of Midwest. Just the organizers tend, happen to be in Chicago, so it's all the Midwest though. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, what exactly do you guys do? Uh, we host and help people who are hosting in other cities, um, small get-together social lands and some minor tournaments throughout the Midwest. So we have a fairly regular Chicago land scene that happens generally twice a month. And then there's some getting started in St. Louis and Michigan and Ohio. So oh, cool! It's and pretty active. You yeah. guys, you guys give like classes and stuff, right? Like on how to play uh, competitively, or are so you something like that, right? Wasn't there some sort of training involved? Yeah. So, like our our informal socials are they're called our sh- shy shoals. Um, they are welcoming to new players. Like it's not a tournament. They're just we come and we encourage new players to come. And the more skilled players, a lot of us are competitive players. We help people with what they're struggling with in these various modes and help them with their movement and how to pick advantageous situations. And like a lot of people have seen a lot of um, improvement from those. So it's really nice because they were getting like one person was getting really discouraged with the game and came to one of them. And now she's all happy with the game again because she's actually improving and ranking up. So, Oh, Okay. Is it like a? <laughs> is it like? Does it cost anything, or is it just a whatever? How do you, no, how do you guys the, do that? The socials are free. Um, we, we have a tournament coming up, and that costs money. But the socials are free. Just they're just come hang out and learn. Oh, okay. And do you uh, recruit people for your leagues through that, or does it depend? I'm sure it depends on how well they play, right? Yeah. No. Um. Like most of our teams are online based, so we just know people from online, and that's how we recruit people. So generally, like we, I know the competitive players in that come to the shy shows, but um, we all play on different teams. So. Oh. Okay. How many people are on a team? Um, it depends on the team, but so if there's four players playing at any time, um, but most teams have more than that just for flexibility reasons. Some teams have 10. Um, my team only has five. Um, we like to keep it small, so it depends on the team. And you, you guys... Know, the tournaments, are there like different levels of skill, like different ranks, you know, based on that? Like the level one players will all play together. 
you know what I mean? Like a kind of like how pool works. Um, not really. There is one tournament that's specifically for new teams, newer players. It's called Young Inc. And that happens every few months. I think they're trying to make it more regular. Um, but really the place for new teams to get experience is in the league. It's called Leagues Under the Ink. And um, there you're matched up with teams on your skill level. So it's less discouraging. If you play the more popular tournaments, you will probably get matched up with a top team and get knocked out immediately. So uh, the league is really good for fostering those newer teams. And this is all uh, this is all online, or do you guys uh, have like LAN parties or whatever that you set up the league play? Uh, like how do, um, like how does that work for the competition? Yeah, the league is all online. Um, we play teams from all over the country, uh, all over the world. Like in my division, in my group, uh, four out of eight of the teams are from Europe. So scheduling is really difficult. <laughs> But um, but we do have major land tournaments. They happen. They, we've had four in the last year and a half. So um, they're they're major tournaments. Like people come fly in from all over the country, and people from France and England um, come for that. So those happen. Not regularly, but pretty, like, a few times a year. Oh, wow. So you, you get people come mm-hmm. in from other countries then? That's the thread, for sure. Yeah, we just had one um, two weekends ago um, in Boston, so that was fun. Oh, cool. Yeah. And did you did you play the first Splatoon 2, or is it, is it, did you just hop on with the Switch? I played the first one. Um, I didn't get it at launch, but I wanted it at launch. Um, I saw it, and I was just, like, instantly in love but I didn't have a Wii U yet, so I had to wait until I got a Wii U. But um, I played it pretty regularly. I played it pretty much every day for a year and a half until Splatoon 2 came out, and now I play that every day. Oh, well. Wow. <laughs> so you probably hit the level cap for that, right? For uh, many... Oh, yeah. <laughs> how, yeah, yeah. How, how high was it? What is it, like 30 for that game? 50. Oh, 50. Okay. Yeah. Obviously mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't play that much, but, uh, was that, I mean, was that what got you into gaming or were you, were you playing stuff before that? Um, I've always been into games, but I've never like played a game competitively and seriously like this, but I grew up playing games. So, um, that's nothing odd for me, but True. my, my games are more like Animal Crossing. Yeah. So. Is uh, like, why did it, what, like, what made you think that, uh, I mean, what made you like be like, I should play this competitively? Or did you just meet other people that were involved with it that brought you into that? I I did not plan on playing it competitively. Like, I knew it was going to be a fun game when I picked it up. And um, because I had seen it on YouTube, but I didn't plan on playing it competitively. And I didn't for about the first six months. What actually... Um, the first the first major LAN for Splatoon that happened happened in Chicago last summer, uh, a LAN called Squidstorm. And it was two miles from my apartment. So I was like, I'll go check it out and see what this is all about. And I've been in competitive since. Oh, okay. So you're just kind of like, oh, let's see how well I'll do. And you ended up doing better than you thought? or <laughs> Oh, no, you... no. I got completely like destroyed. But, um, but it was a lot of fun. So I was yeah. like, you know what? I want to be a better player. I want to take this seriously. And I've been doing that since. Oh, okay. How, how often do you play? Like on a regular basis? I play pretty much every day. Um, 
every once in a while there's a day goes by that I don't play the game and it's really weird. Um, yeah. But but I play with my team about four to five days a week and then the other days I'm just playing casually with friends. So yeah, pretty much every day. <laughs> Do you feel like when you play now you're training less than playing? I mean, definitely my team, like, we have specific things that we're working on. So, yeah, like, we are working on these things and we're focusing on those. So it is definitely more training, but it's still fun. We still have a lot of fun with it. We don't take it too seriously. We take it seriously, but we don't take it too seriously because otherwise we would get burned out. Sure. The uh, When you said you had practice earlier, was that a Splatoon practice? Or was that a... <laughs> First. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was Splatoon. I was playing with my team. We were actually trying out a new player, so um, it was just seeing how our comps were working with the new person. Um, so it was less of a work on things practice than just get out there and play practice. Do you so. do you guys like um? Do you guys have like certain people play like different things? Like, is there like a roller person and there's like a sniper person and there's a I don't know <laughs> like a like like <laughs> yeah. a splat dually person like does does it work like that where you have different parts to the team? Yeah. Um, everyone has like a few main weapons that they play. Um, so like I mainly play brushes. I'm an octobrush main. So I um, sneak up on people and whack them in the face with a giant paintbrush. It's super fun. Um, but like we have a couple of people who play shooters pretty much exclusively. And then we have a, we have a sniper and someone who plays uh, flatlings, which are like, giant gatling guns oh yeah um, yeah so i've been hit by a lot of brushes playing <laughs> tune two by the way yeah lot, yeah they're fun yeah a lot of people they just come out like nowhere this. and it's like bam i'm gone yeah. yeah um is it a like what i mean what level like i'm sure you guys have a preference on what you play i'm sure you don't do do you do like turf war do you do like uh whatever the ranked battles are or is there like a designated person that just covers the ground like if you're doing turf war um we so splatoon competitive community community doesn't really play turf war competitively okay. uh nintendo tries to push it in their official events but in our like in our community run events, we don't play turf war competitively, so we don't really have a strategy for that at all. Um, but we mostly play the three ranked modes, um, and um, like that's what we practice on. And everyone has their role between that. Like the splatling player covers turf, and the shooters are the frontliners, and. I um in the I'm the slayer. I hide in ink and just ambush people. The ninja. Um, <laughs> so, so it's really like it's important for the whole team to work together. So like so this flatling is covering turf and I have ink to move around in and so yeah, everyone has their own role. It's like everyone's rolling out the carpet for you. <laughs> do you have a I'm sure, do you use the uh, Nintendo app to talk to your team? While you're online, yeah, I was wondering that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> no, we use Discord. Um, we use, I mean, we use the app to keep track of our stats a lot, but um, but we use Discord for actually talking to the team. So pretty much, like the entire Splatoon community is just centered around Discord, Discord and Twitter, pretty much. Um, but like every team has their own server, and then every tournament has its own server, and it's just. It's a lot of servers. <laughs> has like a, have, I mean, have you like 
and, and been in contact with Nintendo at all or like done any sort of Nintendo sponsored like tournament or anything like that? I haven't personally, um, but Nintendo knows about like our major lands, like uh, Squid Storm that just happened in Boston. They sent us, uh, they sent the organizers, not me. Um, they sent the organizers prizes for it. They tweeted about it, like Bill Trennan was promoting it so they they know about it um but they haven't officially sponsored any of the community run tournaments yet they have done their own tournaments um over like over last summer and last fall they did a couple uh tournaments but yeah they're pretty separate from the community run ones Okay. And they weren't, you guys didn't get like special invitations to any sort of like Nintendo held, whatever. I don't, I don't really know. I don't really know that much about the competitive scene. No, the, um, so the last, the last tournament that Nintendo sponsored, the top team from each region, which was, um, um, the Americas, Europe, Japan, and Australia, the, the one team that won all of it got to go to E3. Oh okay. So, oh cool. Yeah. So that was, and then they had a they had a uh, tournament at E3 for them. So. Oh sweet. Yeah, I was wondering how that uh, because I know there's like Evo, like I've watched some of that, but I don't know like mm-hmm. on the other side. I didn't know Nintendo's like it's. I, I feel like they're trying to be really uh very very like eSport oriented now, or at least like a lot of their stuff they've been pushing for that. Like I know they pushed Arms and of course Splatoon and all that, and I'm just curious like how much they do. Yeah, they they've been doing a lot more with Splatoon two than they did with Splatoon one. I think. Th- Splatoon One's competitive scene took them by surprise, kind of. Yeah. Um, and that was entirely like community driven, but they've they've definitely like want to make Splatoon Two a bigger uh, competitive scene. So they are doing a lot of work for that. Yeah, I, fig- I, I figured that they just didn't expect it to blow up as much as it did, like the first yeah. one. You know, which which is great because it's cool to see a, a original IP like you know become success- successful like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It's a oh yeah it's. yeah like the Wii U wasn't very successful but there was a stat that like one in three Wii U owners had Splatoon so that was a pretty good statistic for a brand new game True. Um, and I know personally I bought my Wii U just for, to play Splatoon so nice do it so had you played it before you got your Wii U or was that your first experience playing it. No, I hadn't played it. I saw it played at the um, Nintendo World Championships in 2015, right before the game came out. And that was um, I, that was the first I'd heard of it. And it just looked like so much fun. But I didn't get the game until I got my Wii U a while later. So I didn't get to play it at all. I didn't know anyone who had it in Chicago. So did you? Uh, um, do you still play Splatoon One ever on Wii U? Do you ever go back to that, or is that bad for? Uh, is that is that probably bad for um, your skill level? I guess to to go back to an earlier version. I don't think it would be bad for my skill level. I just haven't. Like I literally, um, I have not turned on my Wii U since the day Splatoon Two came out. Oh, okay. Like. Um, I have other games that I want to go back and play at some point that are still on my Wii U, but I have not. I have not even turned on the system since Splatoon Two came out. Um, and I know some people because they have maintenance sometimes, so the servers are down. Some people, when oh, they okay, have maintenance, yeah. <laughs> do go back and play Splatoon One just for something to do. But um, I haven't done that yet. 
It, I could imagine it being really hard because I don't know if this happened to you, but it happened to me when Splatoon 2 came out because they switched the jump buttons between like Splatoon 1 and 2, and that incredibly annoyed me. Like the like the button that was originally jump on the Wii U is now a map button. Yeah. So uh, did you have a hard time with that? Because that was that really bothered me <laughs> from because I I think yeah yeah I think if I went back to Splatoon one I'd be, I'd be pressing the wrong button all the time. But um, I had no problem adjusting to Splatoon two with the jump button for some reason I. I don't know, like people were saying to prep for it, to change the button on the jump button on Breath of the Wild so you get used to it in the coming (laughs) months. And I never did that. So I don't know. I just I just rolled with it and it was never an issue. Do you miss do you miss having the giant map on your controller and all that from, from the Wii U version? I do. I definitely do not check my map as often as I should um, without it right there. But it's something I'm working on. So is there a, is there any sort of like strategy that you could like give us like that would help us uh, get better at Splatoon two? Um, <laughs> um, know when to pick your fights. Like, um, don't go head on into fights unless you know you're absolutely catching them off guard. Um, sneak around them. Uh, don't engage in two v ones. Um, always have a friend as a backup. Always have a teammate as a backup in case you do not get that kill. Um, but other than that, just stay aware of your surroundings. Like that's the general thing. Stay aware of your surroundings. Know when you're going into a situation, and it all comes down to decision making, pretty much. Are there? Do you, are you? Are you like talking to your team the entire time? Like you're playing? Is are you guys pretty? You know, strategizing actively the entire time yeah like we're on voice chat when we play um we are constantly throwing out call outs like um this person's on snipe and this person's in the attic and like just so we know where people are so we know where to pick our battles um and yeah like constant communication is really key for successful teams so it um if if you're not in voice chat, it's going to be a lot harder of a time. Are there uh, are there particular levels that you uh, prefer to come up other than other than others? Like you know, they like change them what every two hours, I think, where they cycle yeah. in like new ones. I'm sure there's ones that you'd rather play than others, right? Or ones that are, you're more familiar with. Yeah, like there's some I definitely prefer more, just because they favor my weapon more. Um, like the um, humpback pump track is a really fun one for me to play because all the elevation changes like really favor my brush and my play style. Um, But then there's like starfish main stage is really difficult for me because the elevation changes are only on the very sides of uh, the stage. So like, I don't do so well on that one. So there's definitely like some that I prefer to play than others, but I got to get good at all of them so I can help my team out. It's just some are definitely a lot easier than others. Yeah, for sure. Like, especially like if it's a tournament thing and they just throw a, throw another level on there that's harder for, for what you're using, you know, you gotta be, gotta be ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be ready to play everything. So it's just a constant improving and strategizing and knowing your teammates knowing who's going to be strong on a certain uh, map and who's not going to be as strong and trying to balance that out cool what was uh when was the last thing you competed in or, or was there something coming up that you're 
prepping for? Um, the last thing we competed in was Squid Storm in Boston two weeks ago. Okay. So, um, how did how did we, it go? Um, we made it into silver bracket. There's gold, silver, and bronze brackets. Uh, we made it into silver bracket, which was really good for us because we're kind of a new team. Um, and so, and the competition was really steep. So, some really good teams made it into only made it into silver. So, we were pretty proud of that. Um, but that was that was the last thing we did. Yeah, the Boston land. That's cool. Uh, what did what are the prizes for that? Do they give you little like squid trophies or anything like that? I mean, that'd, that'd be cool. Um, we didn't get any prizes because we got knocked out of silver bracket uh, to the team that won it all. So I can't be like too upset about that. But um, but they. Um, the winners of gold bracket got a cash prize, and then the winners of silver and bronze brackets got some um, like Splatoon hats and figurines. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. No, no little silver uh, brushes or, or squid <laughs> that, Was that yeah. the stuff that Nintendo had donated for the prize pool? Um, the the hats and the figurines were okay. donated by Nintendo. The cash prize that went to like I think it was the top four uh mm-hmm. teams that was all from the um like the registration fee and everything so did you uh did you try out for the nintendo world championships at all i know you, you said that you saw it on there but uh or like the new ones did you try to get in on, on any of that no um i think the new ones were like a mario kart race i believe yeah it was a, it was a ds i'm not thing. that good at mario kart i like to play it but i'm not that good <laughs> so yeah, it was weird. I think it was like a time trial thing or something like that, which is always like we've uh, like Jeremy and I, we've both been to like, have you gone to any of like the retro gaming expos or anything like that? Or like any yeah. of the game conventions? Mm-hmm. You know, like how yeah. some sometimes they have competitions there. Like there was one in, in, in Wisconsin that I went to and like it was like, a, it was like you have to get a certain time on a race, but then like when you get in, you have to like battle. So it's like seems so weird. <laughs> you know, it's like measuring your racing skill, but then you're racing, measuring your battling skill. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like the the uh, qualifications to get into the Nintendo World Championships were a time trial, but then there's all these other games that you actually have to play at the championships. So oh yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, it's like kind of all over the place, so it's kind of it's weird. Yeah, because I was never really good at time trial stuff for Mario Kart, but you know, I, I, if it, if I went straight in and did the battle, I think I'd do better. But you know, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's always interesting for that. Are you uh, are you guys participating in the Splatfest that's coming up? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we always participate in the Splatfest um, because it's the only way you can get super sea snails, and that's the only way you can upgrade your gear. Oh, yeah. So that's really important. For sure. Did did you do any of those tricks like to get like extra? Do you remember like when there was like a glitch where you get like extra uh, tickets or whatever and get like more experience and all that stuff like towards the beginning of when it launched? I didn't. I know plenty of people that did, but I didn't. Um, Mostly because I didn't play single player. I I, um, only beat single player this past weekend. (laughs) So um, it's the game's been out for four months and I just played single player this weekend so it's, it's all right um, I, I, I didn't get yeah. to experience those glitches because i was too lazy to do it yeah i, I haven't finished <laughs> single player yet myself yeah i haven't finished it either so don't feel don't feel too bad <laughs> it's like i've put like 
over 400 hours into this game already and i hadn't done single player so well yeah stuff like this so did you were you an early switch adopter or did you wait until splatoon 2 was coming out to get your switch i got it on launch day i um was first in line to pre-order it and then i was first in line to pick it up so yeah (laughs) did you go to was it a midnight release then yes it was midnight release cool I'm sure you got Zelda for it, right? I got Zelda for it, yeah. Um, it's I haven't put as much time into Zelda as I thought I would, but it's it's a fun game. Mm. Yeah, it's I, I I can't believe uh, this whole year has been uh, a lot of incredible releases. Like with uh, mm-hmm. just have you got a new Zelda game, a Mario game, and a new Splatoon, like all in the first year. So it's uh, pretty amazing, like what they've been. Yeah, doing my wallet can't keep up with all the Switch releases, unfortunately. Yeah, it's it's really hard. Like I've started, I started to run into that this week, where I'm kind of like, ah, oh, there's so much stuff I want to get, and I can't afford all of it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. But I guess if you, yeah. you just stick to Splatoon 2, you, you won't have to play any of the other ones. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I put so much time into Splatoon that, like, I'm like, even if I get all these games, when would I play them? So, like, I don't know. I have a, I have a few games that I play on the side, but um, I don't, like, I want to get Super Mario Odyssey, yeah. um, but I don't know when I would play it. So, So it's not, like, high priority for me. Well, you know, you might need a break every once in a while <laughs> if you just need to, <laughs> if you just want to not think about ink and uh, and like turf and all that stuff, you can just like, you know, run around and get, and get some moons and all that stuff. Uh, it's like a free Yeah, day. I will eventually. Right now I'm really into Stardew Valley, so. Oh, yeah, that's another, that's another one that'll suck a lot of time away. Yeah. I, yeah, I know Jeremy's. I think I put over, yeah, I put 80 hours into that so far. Yeah, I put more into it than that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was all over it until, uh, yeah, Mario pretty much just, I stopped playing it when Mario came out. I think I put like 100 hours into it in the first week. So. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, lo- I do love that game. I But once I got married and had a kid, I was like, oh, I kind of got what I wanted to do. Yeah. There's, there's still more to do. Yeah, like that's when I pretty much, I uh, started slowing down with playing the game after, like, I'm in year three and i'm married and i have a kid and like i don't really have to do much farming and i've completed all the um the caves and everything so i don't play nearly uh, all the all the bundles and the uh community center or whatever yep i finished the community center so yeah i don't have like much post-game stuff to do but it's still fun to turn on is there i mean you can always you can always just like restart and go to it because i know there's those other crazy farms like you can do one that's like on the water or you can do like one that's surrounded by monsters and you can always (laughs) yeah i did i did start a new a new farm um a a lake farm or whatever it's called the water one um so i will get into that eventually have you have you tried playing playing like any other shooters like before or after splatoon or was this one just kind of like uh just it just clicked because did you did you ever play like doom or anything like that like growing up or um i didn't i played some lesser known shooters that i wouldn't even know the name of now but like on the super nintendo um but Mostly just Splatoon really clicked with me. After Splatoon came out, I tried playing Overwatch, and it did not go well. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if... It's uh, like yeah. a lot of people temporarily left Splatoon competitive for Overwatch, and then a lot of them came back. But like people were really obsessed with Overwatch for a good six months there, and I tried playing it, and I was just like, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, I, I just... Like, I get the appeal, I just cannot do it yeah i, I was uh, some people would say that overwatch was kind of inspired by splatoon like mm-hmm. just in its uh 
you know, zaniness and all that. I've never actually played Overwatch, but I know a lot of people are really into it. But I was curious if you had got into like PUBG or like any of those other stuff that's similar. No, you know? I've watched a friend stream PUBG. It's not my kind of game at all, but I I watch him stream it because his streams are fun. So um, that's pretty much it. Do you guys? No, I think it's a game. If someone's good at a shooter, I like to watch someone else play it. But I would. Mm-hmm. Not do well in that game, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not my kind of game. I like Splatoon because it's like bright colors and it's fun and it's innovative. So yeah, it's definitely. I mean, it's definitely different than anything else that's out there for sure for uh, mm-hmm. shooters and the and the like. But I was wondering if it was like a gateway drug that got you to got into the other <laughs> stuff or whatnot. No, not for me. I just spend all my time playing Splatoon. That's yeah. about it. Splatoon makes me happy. Are you uh, it. <laughs> are you completely leveled up on this one? I'm sure, I'm sure you are, right? At the cap? On yeah, two? yeah. I'm at the cap. I'm level 50. I'm S plus. Um, I'm not S plus 50, but I'll get there. Um, but yeah. What's the best uh, brush that you can get at that level? Like, is there a uh, particular one that you unlock later? Or do you like, like one of the earlier sets or how... What is your loadout? Well, right now there are only three brushes available. There's the ink brush, the ink brush nouveau, and the octa brush. Oh, okay. Um, the the two ink brushes are not really used competitively. I know one person that uses the, them competitively, and that's it. Um, they were used a little more competitively in the first game, but their kits in this one are just not as good for competitive. Um, but the Octobrush is really, really good. You unlock it at level 10, I think. Um, and then there will be an Octobrush Nouveau coming out at some point. Um, but mostly I just play the Octobrush, yeah. What is what is the um what are like the secondary weapons for that for the one that you use? Uh, the Octobrush Nouveau has uh, the Octobrush has an auto bomb and it's special as the inkjet. Okay. So the uh, auto bomb are uh, everyone calls them little chickens because you throw them and they like chase down people and they little they waddle as they walk. Oh, okay. <laughs> so everyone just calls them chickens and then the inkjet is just like you hover in the air and shoot giant wads of ink at people. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the um, jetpack, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, the jetpack. Yeah, I wasn't. I, yeah, I didn't get very good at that one, but I'm sure. Does that? Uh, do, you, do you like using that then? As the or do you get it targeted a lot in the air for the? Jetpack? Um, it's definitely one of the harder specials to use. When it came out, it was like it was super strong, and then they nerfed it a lot, and now it's really hard to use. Um, it's really hard. Yeah, it's really hard to get directs with it. So mostly, like I make people back off with it, and I don't really get kills with it. Um, but I don't get shot out of there so much with it. But I don't use it as often because it is a more difficult special use and it's very situational. So you don't feel like it's good for ambush? It's more for like a defensive thing? Um, it's it's not so defensive. It's just kind of like to hold your ground kind of thing. You can, you can select far away targets with it, but the further away you are, the less accurate it is. So it, um, it's good for like mid-range combat which benefits the brush because the brush is really close range mm-hmm. so does your league come together like every time they do an update or like every time they rebalance stuff to like kind of figure out like what's what's been changed and all that because i know it, you were saying that like it got nerfed but i know they change they like change the way you know they're always like balancing the way one certain weapons work or whatever and i'm sure it's 
it sucks. Like if they change something, you know, drastically. Yeah. Um, balance patches come out about once a month and pretty much every balance patch that has come out has completely shifted the meta like completely like they can't seem to find a good balance yet they just like this is op and now it's complete trash yeah and now this thing that was never seen before is used everywhere because it is so strong now um so it's like it's definitely like completely juggled at this point nobody knows what's going to come out in the balance patch this month so we're just waiting and seeing it it must be hard to uh (laughs) to like have like you know have a main and then like have it a kind of change every time like every month every time they do like have you ever thought about jumping to like a i don't know to like the to like the paint bucket or something or <laughs> or the um i don't know the roller or... <laughs> um i actually do play uh buckets and rollers also so like they're not as strong as i am with brush but i do play them um i play pretty much like all the close range weapons that's what i'm really good at um but um so that's why like it's good to have these varieties especially not even like in one person but like in the team comp like i have someone who plays shooters but he also plays the sloshing machine and he also plays like the long range shooters so it it's just like we don't know what's going to come out in the next balance patch so it's good to be prepared for that for sure did you ever get into the snipers at all like that's the the only weapon that i could like never do on that game (laughs) I actually used to be a sniper main for a little while, um, right before I got into competitive, actually. When I first started playing competitive, I was a sniper main, um, which is funny because I only play close range weapons, and then and then you have me playing snipers, which are the longest range weapons in the game, um, but it was really hard to learn them. I decided one day that I wanted to learn them because they were such a challenge for me and I wanted to learn how to how they worked and how to counter them. And I picked them up and I just played them nonstop for about three months until I got really good with them and um, understood how they worked. And so, yeah, I enjoy playing them, but I haven't played them seriously in over a year. So I haven't I can't play them at the level I used to. You just you just lost interest in it, or it was you just want to try a different thing. Um, I I still like them. I still pick them up every once in a while. But the for me, like my my octobrush is the most fun weapon in the game. And once I picked that up, like I didn't really want to play anything else. Oh, I play sure. other yeah. things, but I always want to go back to my brush. For do sure. you feel like you you do more like good for your team as the octobrush than you would otherwise? Yeah, I was actually talking to a teammate about this yesterday um, because I've been I've been learning some new weapons. I've been I went back to the end zap, which it was my very first main in the very first game, um, and I've been trying to get that up to a competitive level. And then there's another weapon, a mini splatling, that I just picked up like three weeks ago that I'm bringing into the comp. But um, like I can help our team with those ge- with those weapons, and I can play them, and I can get kills with them. But I can't play them as aggressively as I can play my brush. I can't. I I'm not as confident in my role in the team with that with those weapons. So like the octobrush is comforting to me, I guess, and I know my role in the team for that. So that's why I go back to it so much. Sure. It's a, yeah. It's a good cool. one. <laughs> 
to return to <laughs> the NZAP. That's a zapper, right? Like the yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. I, the old uh, duck hunt shooter. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, <laughs> have you tried like? I mean, you've done like splat dualies or like the arrow spray or any are, any of those. I'm sure you've tried all of them, but um, were there any that you, you know? I am terrible at the aerospray. It's funny because everyone in Splatoon 1 had an aerospray phase because it's so good at turf war. Yeah, that's and the one that I used. I never played it. <laughs> um, I picked it up like at the end of Splatoon 1's days, just like in a private battle, goofing around with friends, and I could not do anything with it. <laughs> I don't understand how that weapon works. Uh, for for shooters, I mostly play the NZAP, and I play the Sploosh, the sploosh matic which is, I guess, similar to the Aerospray in some ways. Like, it's very close range. It's uh, very quick to kill, and... Um, but it's like it's weapons kind of sprint. like a slower fire rate, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, that's what I play in place of the air spray. It covers turf really quickly. Um, I enjoy I enjoy the sploosh. So um, that's that and the ends up are mostly what I play for the gun weapons. Yeah, that's uh, the reason. The only reason I used the air spray was because it was really easy to level up with. So when I was trying to get high enough to get on the ranked battles, like I used that one a lot because you would get, I seemed to be able to get the most points like for that, like whether I won or not, it's because it, it covered the most area. So it's kind of yeah, weird. That's that why a lot of people play it. Um, I just, I can't do anything with it. So I was like dying more than was beneficial to play it. So I just stopped trying. <laughs> for sure. I, I think, I don't know if I asked you this before, but like, what is your favorite ranked battle, like battle type? Like, is it the, uh, I forget what all the different ones is. There's the one where you get that big, uh, that weapon thing that you use that you have the, to like kind of capture the flag with. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the tower defense to one, right? Where Ta- you ride the tower. Tower control. Okay. And then there's slat zones. Oh, okay. What's your favorite um, out of those? I think my favorite. Favorite is probably Rainmaker. My best mode is Splat Zones, but I think my favorite is Rainmaker. Um, so I, mean, I I know my role very clearly in Rainmaker, um, especially in my team setting. Like I just defend the Rainmaker carrier and I make a path for them. And um, so like I like that one a lot. It's really um, fun to play in a team setting because it's like we we joke that it's uh, like protect the president. Um, oh, so. <laughs> the one with the rainmakers, the is the president. Yeah. Nice. yeah, you have to protect them to get them to the goal. Um, but yeah, rainmaker is a lot of fun. Uh, tower controls uh, not as much as a struggle for me in this game as it was in Splatoon One, but it's not it's not a super friendly brush mode. So um, so it's not my favorite because of that. Yeah, I think I like the rainmaker one the best but uh the uh, tower control one could be good for snipers right if you're still using that like don't some people stand on the tower and shoot people down or like yes. stand around uh, it and shoot people off the are, tower snipers are pretty strong in tower control um snipers aren't as strong in this game in general as they were in splatoon one you see you definitely see a lot less snipers especially in team comps um like when we were at squid storm we didn't see a lot of snipers on teams at all but um, but they're still really strong for tower control because you can just aim at the tower and yeah, exactly. get someone. Just just knock people right <laughs> off of it. I mean, that's what happened to me when I was trying to play that mode. Snipers yeah. would just shoot me off the tower, you know, mm-hmm. or I could see see people standing in there and using them. Are people still like rocking the roller and all that? I know it's not as OP as it used to be in Splatoon 1, but 
that was my first love in the first game <laughs> was those good old um, rollers. Yeah, people definitely don't play roller as much as they used to. Like personally, I I played rollers in Splatoon one, and I play them sometimes in this game. Um, but I had a really hard time getting a handle on them. And with um with their kits, like their sub weapon and special weapon, I don't see as much of a need for them. Like there's certain there's certain times I want to play Carbon, which has Autobomb and Ink Storm, and I mostly play that on Splat Zones because the Ink Storm can cover the zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but for the most part, like I can do just as well with my brush, so I don't see as much of a need. Uh, to play rollers, and I know a lot of people have abandoned rollers in favor of brushes. So <laughs> it's definitely been a shift. I know a few dedicated roller players that still play rollers, and they are still amazing with them. Um, but it, they're few and far between now. Yeah, therefore, they're like better for like turf war, right? If you're not playing turf war at all, then the roller wouldn't be as important. Um, I mean, the roller is still like it's very quick to kill. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is very good at covering turf. Um, so it has its uses. Just their their hitboxes were changed um, in Splatoon 2. They've been given the vertical flick, so people yeah. like had a hard time like getting used to that. And so it's just like it's very different. So a lot of people didn't stick with it to learn those changes. Yeah. Yeah, I I always had a hard time. Like, I never really got into the brush because I couldn't. I know you can like hold it on the ground and move it, but it doesn't cover as much ground as the um, roller. So that was what. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's. I mean, it's more like just flicking it quickly, right? And just taking them out pretty much. With yeah. The brush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, it's a lot of very fast clicking the button. Um, it, on Splatoon 1, um, in voice chat, my teammates could always hear me pressing the button. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. They'd always be like, oh, she's back at her brush. That and, means you're doing um, it right. One of my teammates <laughs> actually always joked that he could always tell when I was about to encounter someone, when I was supposed to, about to go face-to-face with someone, because I would always take in this deep breath and go, click, 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 click. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going in. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Do you do, do you guys like stream anything on Twitch or anything like that when you're doing your uh, when you're doing your practice with the with the league or have you guys gotten into that? Um, I stream. I well, I used to stream a lot more than I do lately, uh, just because we've been working on like weird team stuff that I just don't feel like st- people would want to watch. Um, but I I do normally stream and I upload our tournament videos to YouTube. Oh, okay. So. Is mm-hmm. it, yeah, I would think I was thinking like, well, maybe you don't want to stream because you, you don't want your opponents to know like your strategy <laughs> and all that, you know. <laughs> no, most people, a lot of people stream like even team stuff. Yeah, it's pretty common. It's actually I like that because I do a lot of research on other teams, so <laughs> I like that other people stream and don't care. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, that would definitely like if you know that you're going up against them in an upcoming tournament or whatever, you can just look it up and try to figure out where they're where their like um weaknesses are right pretty much yeah 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 it was um not so much like there's not a lot of footage on splatoon 2 but like when especially towards the late days of splatoon 1 um like we knew we could pretty much look up a team and look up their videos and be like okay they're probably going to run this comp on this map and mode 
and well, we'd almost always be right. That's like watching <laughs> so. old like football games or something, and being like, "Oh yeah, they always do this play, so we gotta yeah. go this." Do you ever employ like uh, psychological warfare? Like you found out someone's like dog died, and you like mention it during the tournament? No, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna go down like your dog did. No, That'd be the thing up. you have to remember. <laughs> The thing you have to remember is that Splatoon itself is still a like competitive Splatoon is still a really small community. So pretty much everyone is friends or they're friends with friends and like everyone's very, for the most part everyone's very friendly. We have our share of drama, but for the most part everyone's very friendly and um we get along. So For sure. Uh well I mean uh, speaking of uh the Twitch channels and YouTube and stuff like that is there anything you want to plug like for your uh, for your channel or anything uh you have, you have um, my Twitch channel is Fuchsia Rascal. Um, my YouTube is my old username, Shiny Breaksons. But um, I definitely use Twitch a lot more. So, like, the links are all up on Twitch anyway. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, I stream at night when I stream. So, that's when the team practices. For sure. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, is there anything else? Uh... Is there anything else you want to say? Um, I think uh, I think I got a good amount. Uh, is there anything anything else you want to answer? You want to question or ask, Jeremy? Um, uh, no. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I didn't really. I didn't really have any other questions. My big question was about the uh, voice app, which you already answered. Oh. Um, I no, I mean we have that. a Chicago tournament coming up on Saturday. Um, that's the thing we've been putting a lot of our focus on, and um, Where, just our regular Shy Shoals events. Uh, what uh, talk about the Saturday thing? Because I'll have this, I'll have this posted um, by by Friday at the latest, mm-hmm. so people will be able to hear about it. But uh, what, where, where is it at? Like, how does, how do you get involved in something like that? Like, if so, uh, yeah, it's a tournament, but it's a very casual tournament. Like, new players are encouraged to come. You'll be mashed up with veteran players. Like, um, so it'll be a whole mix of people. Um, it's going to have like the first hour will be salmon run just to get a feel for people um and that's uh splatoon's like horde mode yeah i was gonna Um, ask you if you played that at all (laughs) i forgot i forgot to though (laughs) yeah i don't play it that often but it's fun when i do um but yeah, so we'll be playing Salmon Run to see, like, to get the new players used to the game and to see who wants to match up with who. And then um, and then there'll be, like, a 4v4 ranked mode tournament. So, But it's, like, all very casual. Um, it's the first time we're doing this. We have a few people signed up. We have, we have quite a few people interested in coming from out of town um so it's mostly going to be like the chicago community but we have some people from that have expressed interest from neighboring states so um just from the community that we know of do you have mm-hmm. to IRS, i'm sure you have to rsvp and all that right you can't just like show up uh you can show up at the door um there is a registration fee um it's on smash gg which is where like a lot of the splatoon tournaments are organized um just smash gg slash shy shoals or something um you can find it on our twitter at squid west and um yeah like you can come to the door and decide that you want to play and that's fine and and where's it at it's at a new gaming lounge called the gamers hall okay i haven't been there yet yeah it's pretty much brand new um 
I think it's been open like maybe a couple months. It's on North Ave, um, like near North Ave and Central Park, I believe. Oh, okay. So it's like far mm-hmm. west, right? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. west. It's right near me, so it's convenient for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah. um, but yeah, it's it's a nice little space. I don't know if you've been to um, Ignite. But this is nothing like Ignite. I've heard <laughs> so, about Ignite. Ignite's like um, a, that's like modern stuff, right? For the most part, where people pay like Overwatch yeah. and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Ignite is very um, flashy and like dark and looks like like what you would think of a stereotypical gaming lounge. Um, but Gamers Hall is new and they've got like picnic tables as their setups and it's really different and I like it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah uh, that's cool so it's like so it's not like an arcade bar right it's like more of a competitive or modern gaming hangout thing than the one yeah yeah it's the modern gaming hangout um they have ps4s and xboxes i think that you can um like rent i guess Uh, oh like you you rent like a tv and play with your friends or whatever yeah, that you can play. Um, no switches. And they don't have switches yet. They, I think, they want to get switches. But they for should. this event, we are bringing our switches. Yeah. So guys... that's, that's another thing. If you want to come, you have to bring like your dock, your switch, your mm. power cables, and your controller. So oh, I was going to ask that. So yeah, you. Everybody <laughs> plays on the TVs when they're competing, but they have to have their own like dock set up. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Unfortunately, we're not big enough that Nintendo will send us all these extra docks for these setups. So everyone has to bring their own. Yeah, that would be cool if they sent you a bunch of docks. That'd totally be right. Yeah, unfortunately, docks are like $80 each. So Yeah, yeah, well, I bought one for $70 on, on eBay, but that's the cheapest one I've, <laughs> cheapest I've yeah. seen. I just bought a second one for like streaming purposes and all that. But yeah, you guys bring in like TVs or whatever. They already have that there. They the already office. have the TVs there. Okay, cool. Um, when we... When we host the um, the social lands, we have our own TVs that we have set up. But for this, for the gaming lounge, um, they already have TVs there. Okay, and then mm-hmm. what time does it start at? It starts at three. Oh, okay, so it's mm-hmm. early. It's three to six on su- Saturday. Oh, okay, cool. So yeah, any of our listeners in the Chicago area definitely come by and check that out. You know, it sounds uh, sounds very cool. I'm a uh, I'd like to come by, and I don't think I'll be able to make it this Saturday, but I definitely like to come see one in, mm. in the future. Do you guys? Uh, do you guys ever like do? Um, do you ever have like a video game DJs like play Splatoon music while you guys are playing or anything like that? Because I'd come by. And no, do that. it's never occurred to us. <laughs> but now that you mentioned it, maybe. Uh, yeah, I have a large collection of uh, video game music and Splatoon. <laughs> well, I have Splatoon One soundtrack, which always pretty was pretty good. Splatoon Two's been good also. But yeah, if you guys ever need video game jams or something, you know, let me know. Uh-huh. <laughs> for sure. Well, uh, thanks thanks for being on the show. Uh, we we really appreciate it. And um, it's uh, Squid West, right? At Squid West is the t- is your Twitter, correct? Yeah, at Squid West. Yep. And uh, Future Rascal is your um, YouTube, right? Uh, that's my uh, Twitch. Twitch. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, Twitch. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to plug or about uh, what's going on? Or? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. Just keep up with Squid West. We post everything that happens in the Midwest for Splatoon on there, not just Chicago. So if you're in the Midwest, um, we've got events happening elsewhere, too. So that's pretty much it. Nice. Cool. Very, very, very cool. All right. Cool. Thanks. Thanks. Nice to meet. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. All right. Cool. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 
Yeah, so that so that was cool. We got to learn some more stuff about Splatoon too and all that. Which we were speaking no, about she earlier. was serious, man. By the end of the interview, she was like throwing terms around. Oh yeah, she, no, she knows she her knows shit that. for sure. Yeah, he knows all. She was like naming the different like positions you play, and like, she didn't break it down for us, but she started to use terms. And I'm like, I think I know what she's talking about. Well, I was trying to keep up as as best as I could <laughs> with it because I don't know all the technical aspects of it. But yeah, they uh they use uh voice chat and all that stuff if you get serious about it in the league. But uh anyway, so if the, we were gonna do it with Rocket League, we would need to use a Discord server. I think. Yeah, well, I, it was obvious that they that she didn't. I figured she didn't use the Nintendo one. I mean, why would you really? <laughs> I mean, that was just kind of a joke question. But anyway, uh, we got we got a pretty big episode here, so I'm gonna have to call it here. But this has been our episode 96. You know, we are your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jeremy Mikowski. John Nitter. And you know, you can find us online at NintendoMainPodcast.com. And you can find the podcast anywhere that podcasts are sold. Uh, I also have another podcast called The Honey Darling Show. Jeremy was a guest on that for our Stranger Things episode, which will be up this week, probably before this episode. We'll see. Anyway, check that out as well. You can Google all that stuff. You know, use a, use a podcast apps. You can get good ones, not not the iTunes ones, or you can get better ones. I have I have Downcast, which I think works pretty well. I think it's like a couple dollars, but it's totally worth it. Anyway, you know, if you like us, subscribe to the podcast. You can email us at nintendomainpodcast.com and, uh, or nintendomainpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, thanks for listening and all that. And don't forget, tune in for that 100, 100th episode live show on the 15th. Anyway, see you later. See you. Bye.